You're listening to the AntsMarching.org podcast, the new brand of AM radio. All right, everybody, welcome back to episode 80 of the Ants podcast. It's been a while. Yeah, we uh, there was even a, we'll get to it in a little bit, but there was a little bit of an aborted attempt at episode 80. So this is kind of like 79.75 or 80.5. Let's just average it out. This is the proper, the real, the new and improved episode 80 for Ants. Jake, how are you tonight? I, I am very well, Matt. How are you doing, sir? I'm great, thanks. It's good to join you guys again. Uh, it's been a little while, I think. Joe, how are things on your end? Uh, I'm good, but I'm afraid that I'm going to get the beat down based on your little intro there. Um, so I, I should prepare myself, I believe. Uh, you should. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what, wh- who would I be if I didn't break your chops at any any chance given? It wouldn't be Matt, I'll tell you that. There you go. There you go. So so apparently what happened here is, uh, well, uh, I guess these guys went to record a podcast and, and Joe happened, I guess. Um, <laughs> you guys, what, you got You got how much? A two-hour show in the can and how much did you get out of it? Two-hour podcast, yes. It was a long one because obviously we, had, we recapped a lot of stuff, a lot of news going on and then a lot of shows and we had missed a week. It was a long one. And what happened? and and um half of the pod half of the podcast is is decided to go missing and half the podcast decided to exist there was three segments i have both jake and i for the first segment the second segment we only have both of us for only half of it and then the third segment i only have me (laughs) i didn't know that yeah it's a very weird combination yeah, that's um, the best part because, like, the third segment, I'm talking for, like, five minutes straight. So there's, like, dead silence for, like, five minutes. And just Joe going, uh-huh, uh-huh, So uh-huh. I'm going to chalk that up to Joe's jacked setup. And this goes wow. back to the Alpine f- fiasco that if you would just listen to me, we would have had not a rushed, messy podcast that we did in the basement of Club Wasted in Alpine. Oh, it's my fault you had a plane to catch. Well, yeah. Well, like I said, we they had plenty of time had you listened to my advice but now now we see when you're left to your own devices what can really happen so i there think i'm vindicated of, let's look at the record straight there have been plenty of podcasts that, I, that i've successfully run um just for whatever reason we were and the other thing is we were doing this thing at midnight there, there, jake had a couple of yawns during the podcast put it that way it's, it's i my, actually it's, fell asleep i took a nap during part of it, <laughs> it, it, it it's, it's my fault he's a geriatric i don't know um but the, the beauty is we get to do it all over again. Well, kind of. First kind of all, uh, what are you guys drinking tonight? Because we might need a heavy dose at this point. Jake, what do you got? Uh, I'm having that Sam Adams. Again, thanks to our good friends with Sam Adams. I'm having their Saison. Saison? I cannot pronounce yeah, it's, it's it. It's either a Saison or a Saison. You know. Either way, it's pretty freaking tasty. The Belgian style. Um, a little bit different from the normal beers, if you're used to them. But it is quite refreshing on a warm, warm uh, evening here in August in Florida because it's always freaking hot in Florida. Mm. Mm. I, How I about got, you, Joe? I got the Sam Adams too. Thank you again, Sam Adams, for the beer. Um, last, last, you know, fake podcast. I had one that was delicious, and I had no AC, so it really hit the spot. But today, I got um, just the traditional Boston Lager. Um, I got to go to the OG, and let's just uh, crack into it here. 
All right. Nobody does that better. If only you could record podcasts as, as high quality. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, um, and Matt, uh, water, I suppose? Uh, no, I want to say thank you to Sam Adams as well. Uh, I am now drinking a um, freshly ground fresh pre- French press uh, coffee. Oh, we oui, oui. Yes, mm. yes. So um, I am still on the wagon, and I'm okay with that. It's no problem. That's okay. Well, that's, not, we're, that's okay. We're yeah. okay with that, too. And one of my favorite things is an afternoon coffee. So that's what I'm currently enjoying right now out of my Stanley Thermos. Old school I'm still, style. I'm still waiting for that little beer library you got at your place to make its way over to my place. Well, you're going to make your way over to my place here in three weeks' time or four that is weeks' true. time or something. So That is true. And by that, I might be off the wagon. So All right. Cool. Get thirsty. So that's that's that. Um, what do you think? You guys want to dump to what you guys already recorded on the uh, the last week? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think so. Basically, just to summarize what we're gonna do because of Joe's mistake, I just felt <laughs> left out that I didn't get a chance to jump in there too. Hashtag Joe's mistake. <laughs> Hashtag Joe's mistake. Um, uh, Joe and I are gonna recap everything uh, that happened non-concert wise. So Matt really wasn't gonna say anything. Right, um, really, you weren't. I what? What do I do? I ever have an opinion? Exactly, <laughs> never. No. So we'll do that, and then uh, next thing you know, we'll be talking about shows. Yeah. So sit tight, uh, Periscopers. We're sorry at live. You're not going to get this because we're going to cut out and we're going to splice in Joe's um, Joe's mistake, and then we're going to come back into it live again. But uh, we'll do it live. Sit tight. Here we're going to go into the uh, non-tour news and uh, enjoy, and we will be right back. Welcome in, everyone, to number 80 of the Ants podcast. That's right, 80 of these, almost weekly, almost, we say, because we're a little bit behind on this one. My name is Jake, and joining me is Joe M. Joe M., would you like to say hello to everyone? Hello, everyone. Yeah, I mean, we've been doing pretty good with a week, but I think we just took us to mid-July to not have, to end the one-week streak. Yeah, and... and Speaking of the one-week streak uh, ending, if I'm the one talking right now, that means, of course, that the Golden Pipes himself, uh, Matt, is not with us, unfortunately. This is really like a last-second thing. We've been all slammed for like two weeks, and and Matt just couldn't get out of um, what he was already um, required to do. We're recording this Thursday evening. It's the 28th of July, so we're way behind. So Matt will be back, we promise, but uh, he just could not get out of what he was doing, unfortunately. And we have got a plethora of things to get to but yes but before we even get to those plethora of things we are still consuming some delicious sam adams beer are we not joe we are you want to hear what i got i do want to hear what you have so i have a summer ale summer ale the seasonal Mm -hmm. brew uh listen to this description tell me if you because there's something in here i don't know man you're the beer connoisseur so maybe you know yeah with its hazy golden color, this American wheat ale has the same allure as a bright summer day. The crisp citrus character of noble hops combines with the wheat, lemon peel, and exotic peppery spice grains of paradise to create a lively, delicious, and utterly refreshing brew. Cheers. What the heck is grains of paradise? Grains of paradise is an ancient grain that has been sort of um, revitalized in the last, well, I don't know, maybe decade or so. And they... I, I don't think it's really the original grains of paradise that probably they used thousands of years ago, but that's basically what it is. It's an old grain that's sort of been brought back and they're using it in beers and, and Sam Adams actually uses it a lot in their beers. And and that's what gives it a little bit of that crisp 
Yes. Was it used in like original beers or beers from a while ago or I, something? I mean, from what I remember, it is like ancient. It is ancient? like Egypt ancient. Grains of like, paradise. Oh. Yes, like so I'm way. Drinking, I'm drinking ancient summer ale. I picked the summer ale uh, for a specific person uh, purpose. Per person or purpose? <laughs> Not for a person. For a, me, a I picked it for a porpoise. A, f a very special purpose. Person, me, and the purpose is um, I'm living without air conditioning. So I felt like a summer. Oh. I felt like a summer owl was appropriate. So let me just let me just get get in on this right here. Okay, oh, there we go. And I'm I like gonna that. enjoy this while you tell me what you're drinking. Uh, I wish I could pop mine uh, phrasing, but I have already have popped and had a sip of this delicious Sam Adams Belgian saison. Uh, if you're not familiar with these saisons, they are basically Belgian-style beers, which taste a lot different than your typical American beers. I enjoy them. I kind of find them refreshing, and this one is not any different. Uh, it is quite delicious and very smooth. has a beautiful picture of uh, probably some city in Belgium on the bottom, I'm guessing. Well, probably Belgium. I mean, it could be Boston. Who the hell knows? But <laughs> let, me, let me give you an update. Greens of Paradise taste good. Really? <laughs> they taste real good. But thank you again to Sam Adams for the uh, for the beers. Thank you. Thank you indeed. They are uh, they make some fine fine beers and you know what? The Dave Matthews band makes some fine fine studio albums. Mm. And one of those was released on vinyl a few weeks ago. That's how far behind we are, but we're going to talk about it anyway, and that is the Crash vinyl. I have a copy of the vinyl. I know Joe, you have a copy of the vinyl. Uh, full disclosure, I've been so busy, I haven't even opened mine yet. So I have not listened to it, unfortunately. I do have the splatter version of it. Um, people that have heard it, though, think it sounds great. That's all what all the reviews have said, right? Yeah, they said really dynamic highs, like stuff that we you just couldn't hear in the original album because of the way it was released and the way it was you know, edited or mastered or whatever you want to call it to, to for public release on a CD you didn't get these dynamic ranges that you can now, now we now have from the remastered vinyl because they went back to the original studio tapes to, in order to create this, right? Correct. Correct. So they work from the analog masters, which uh, you, in the digital world that we live in today, when you hear analog, you think, Oh no, that's bad. Well, no, it's not. It's, it's, it's completely unpressed music recorded in just, like you said, the, the greatest range that's humanly possible. If you want a little more detail on this, over on the boards, um, there's a great guy named uh, – his username is Doby Blue. We mention him all the time. Just find him and his posts uh, in the crash thread, specifically the early ones, and he'll kind of explain in a lot more detail better than you and I could show combined about exactly how that all works. But like you said, it just sounds a lot better. There have been some issues, though. So uh, we do know that that this, you know this happens when you're when you're mass producing albums. Sometimes there are mistakes, and uh, that does happen. So if you have some skips, make sure you let the whomever you purchase the album from um, let them know that. And the other thing that we're aware of, um, Joe, I don't know if you got the splatter or if you got the black version of it. Um, I got the splatter. And, and I know that uh, apparently not all splatters are created equal. 
Um, <laughs> and, and one man's splatter is another man's. My disc is white and the other disc is red. So you have so. no idea what your splatter looks like. Because for those that don't know, there was the, the splatter that was in the picture on Amazon's website. Amazon is the one that sold the splatter edition. And the splatter was significant, right, all over the place. And then oh, some people yeah. got some people opened up their splatters and were expecting what they saw as a picture. Uh, and it was like there was like two little dots that you could call splatter and there so then then everybody else is kind of arranged between there as far as splatter so you have no idea what kind of splatter you got i i have absolutely no idea i'm i'm almost afraid to open it i'm staring back at it it's sitting behind me right this very second it's like taunting me saying you, you don't you don't me. want to open it now and give us the, tell us what kind of splatter you got i, I think we're going to save that for the next oh, podcast oh, okay. because if then if i open it then i'm gonna to have to listen to it and then we're gonna to have to listen to me listen to it it's just gonna be all awkward yeah, yeah but if you have <laughs> if you got the splatter one and you're like jake and haven't had a chance to listen to it yet um i would definitely jump on it and just make sure that um there's no issues with yours um like right. i said i think the only one that i've heard that there was uh, and it's not everybody's; it's just a, a few. Um, but it was the splatter edition. I haven't heard any problems with the with the black one yet. No, I, I haven't either. And and the black's a little bit thicker. That's 180. Um, the the splatter was 150. The truth be told, there's really I mean, realize the difference is 30, but really there's not much of a difference between the two. Mm -hmm. The black just means it's a little bit thicker. So in theory, it's not going to warp mm -hmm. as quickly. But really they're not going to warp anyway. You really would have to listen to them like crazy for that to happen. But yeah, no complaints whatsoever about the um, 180 uh, gram black one, which doesn't surprise me. But again, if you didn't pick it up and you can still find it, probably a good idea to do so because they've gotten rave reviews as has the accompaniment to the crash final, which well, we I, was say that I think the, the, I think the splatter one sold out. Do you oh, know, it did. It was sold out on Amazon site uh, for a while. I don't. Do you think they're going to get more in? Do you think it's done deal once it's sold it's, out? It's probably a done deal. Then I did. I did not realize that. Yep. Okay. Yep. Well, then, then you're screwed. You should order it in the first place. So I, I, I think <laughs> the black edition is still available. At least last I checked. But um, yeah, if you if you were debating your your slow to it, you may want to jump on it quickly. You probably should get it anyway because you know what they say: black albums matter. Oh my gosh! Dead silence. Oh boy. Um, there was an accompaniment with the crash release. It was not the accompaniment that people were expecting. Previous releases, especially under the table and dreaming, featured uh, a track that was not released on the album. Granny. There were no additional tracks released from the crash sessions, which um, rumor had said had a various number of, of different songs on it supposedly true reflections um supposedly help myself was on there uh, 36 i think there was a deed, deed is done as well none of those made it on there but something else was released and that was live tracks 38 and that was from spac uh, which we will eventually talk about uh, the 2016 version but this one was actually 20 years earlier and that was from 1996 such and a, what a great show. Yeah, such an early one to be able to get. And uh, you could see the energy for SPAC, right? I mean, uh, well, what were some of your highlights from it? Well, you know, it's funny you say that. Tis, to me, the thing that stood out immediately to me was 36. And and I, I love 36. Did, did you ever, I think we talked about this before, Joe. Did you ever get a chance to see 36 live? Because that was sort of, you were in that range when you had a possibility. But it was still pretty rare 
You know the answer to this, and you're doing it just to piss me off. I guess that would be a no. <laughs> I can't get the lottery badge on DMB Hub because oh, I didn't get to see number 36. Well, I could get the lottery badge because I did see 36. I saw that in uh, 1998 in uh, Foxborough, I believe it is. I should look that up on my DMB Hub app to tell me if that is correct. But 36 stood out to me, and you know, there's something about getting a cry freedom uh, with Roy on there mm-hmm. and, and that's, that's really good. That's really, really good. Wait, wait, what did Roy did a pretty good job on it? Yeah. He's just, I, I just, it's good. And that came that's out, a, that came out at the same time, right? Um, when the vinyl came out. Correct. Release the same at the same time. Correct. You could order them at the same time. You could have them at the same time. And and I do want to confirm, yes, I did see 36 uh, in Foxborough. I actually saw it in in Tuscaloosa back in 94, but I'll be honest with you, I don't remember anything from that show. (laughs) So that Why is that? um, I I may have had a few uh, Sam Adams that evening. I wish it was was in our show stats. We could have a little checkbox where it was like, (sighs) I was at the show, but I don't remember the show. I think everybody's probably got... Anybody that's been to a bunch of shows probably has one or two shows that that, that accidentally happened on. Absolutely. I mean, I, re- I remember the show specifically because it was like either during um, spring break or at the end of spring break. I don't remember exactly how it worked out. I just remember I was in town and kind of went over there and I had a few drinks before I walked in. And I, I know I left the bar at some point because I'm here. So I, I know that I eventually got out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's about all I remember from it. Out. <laughs> That's a rough night. <laughs> yeah, that, that's uh, that's what happens sometimes. But, you know, like you said, it, it happens. But what a nice little show. And, you know, nice with SPAC, too, because, you know, SPAC is such a such a, a hardcore venue. for That's the second release of a live tracks from SPAC. Of course, 2000 was released, and I don't have them committed to memory, unfortunately. I'm going to say it was live tracks 10, maybe? 11? Probably 11. Can't look you don't know fast enough. No, I don't know. It's on my head. I, I don't know either, but I'm sure a billion people will correct this and tell us what it is. But um, nice little, nice little show. I got no complaints with it. I mean, it's surprising that it's only the sec- the second one. Yeah, you would think so, but you know, it, it seems like a lot of the venues don't have multiple releases. Um, I know there's three from Alpine, if I'm not mistaken. Right, it's up there. Yeah, so Alpine leads the way. That's only the second one for SPAC. And, of course, Gorge had an entire weekend released. If anybody called Live Tracks 11 as the SPAC, the other SPAC one, you are correct. Oh. Give yourself give yourself two points to your tally. Yes. There's something else about a show that opens with Best of What's Around. I just think that's one of the most underrated opening songs. Best so of What's I'm, Around, two-step, Crash Enemy, Jimmy thing, 41 Granny, Too Much, Song That Jane Likes. And Cry Freedom, you just mentioned, So Much to Say, Satellite, Seek Up, Drive In, Drive Out, 36, Ants Marching, all on the Watchtower. And what a late play for Seek Up. I mean, that's unheard of to be played. Late. Really, yeah, the fourth from last song, really. Right. Uh, that's just, usually that's get, crazy. that fits a lot, er, a lot earlier in the set. Yeah, so it did get good reviews from everyone, which which doesn't surprise me. Uh, it's a great little show, so if you um, if you have the inclination to pick it up, uh, we do recommend it. It is a, a very nice show. There's something else we uh, recommend, Joe, 
and we usually don't tell you how to spend your money, but this uh, seems like a good release and for a good cause too. There's a show that's in pre-order right this very second. It's a CD of um, a Dave solo show. It's actually two CDs, um, and it is from Sweetbriar College in Virginia. Joe, do you know much about Sweetbriar College? Um, I know it's a women's college for the perfor- you, for performing arts or liberal arts. You are correct, sir. It is it is indeed, and unfortunately, they were going to go bankrupt because the era of um, gender-specific colleges has kind of gone the way of the free dodo. So, um, you know, it's hard to keep up with people and get people in there. It's still a fine school. Well, Dave Matthews Band has played there, and Dave has also played there. So as a fundraiser with the net proceeds going to benefit uh, Sweetbriar College, they, the management has decided to release this. And this is a Dave solo show. Which is, and, which is unique on its own. Which is unique on its own. The set list is unfreaking believable. I mean, Blue Water is played. Angel from Montgomery, which actually Boyd used to sing. So Dave singing it only happened in Dave and Tim shows, or in this case, obviously, a Dave solo show. Um, but it's just songs you don't see Dave play solo, any, especially anymore. You don't see Seek Up solo anymore in the very, very, very early days. Mm-hmm. He would play. You don't see Jimmy thing solo at all. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just crazy that there's a Jimmy thing solo in there. Just, just some really cool stuff. And then, you know, it's, it's early on. Dave told a story about crashing at me, and he said that um, the song was actually inspired by something that happened right over there in a dorm room. And he pointed over, and you know, the crowd acknowledged it. So there's, it's just a neat little thing, and just a unique show. There has been a Dave solo release before. That was in the DMB Live. Uh, family that's from uh i'm gonna say it wrong bear bear i'm trying to remember what it is barona barriona or something like that out in seattle oh the, one the, the, the hall ben, ben Biora hall or whatever. yeah whatever it we're is we're both gonna butcher it yes yes so sorry <laughs> but yes to the people there that knows how to say it they're like ah you idiots but Benaroya, yes Bren- yeah, the guy that should not be pronouncing it right here. <laughs> <laughs> you you probably got a lot closer than I did. <laughs> Let me tell you. But they're great. They are really fantastic. And and I've actually seen a Dave Solo show. I mean, technically I've seen two um, because I saw him in 1994 when my old roommate Sean was interviewing him. And I was sitting right there. But really, I saw him a few years ago at, in in Palm Beach. Uh, they're just special and unique. They're just different. And and Dave's a lot looser, um, really has some freedom, and you really never know what he's going to play. And that was the case in this Sweetbriar College release. This has got to be one of the longer Dave solo shows. I mean, a lot of the Dave solo radio appearances or small corporate events or whatnot, but to get, uh, what is it, 27 songs of Dave solo? That couldn't, that couldn't have happened that much. That is unprecedented. It is inconceivable Drink. that he played that many songs. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, if you have a chance, if you if it if the inclination strikes you, we do uh, recommend that show as well. We we recommend pretty much everything. Mm-hmm. Not, we're not going to make it sound like this is like unprecedented for us to do this, but <laughs> <laughs> this one this one's pretty special actually. This is good and it goes for a good cause too. Really, I mean, technically, it's probably a tax write off. So when yeah. is this one coming out? Uh, the pre-order runs until I believe it's August fourth. Okay. 
So you want to get on it soon. It might be August 11th. Either way. It looks like you know it ships. It'll be released on the 19th of August. So, so we don't have too long to wait, thankfully. Only a couple of weeks here. Yeah. So, yeah, you definitely want to jump on that. It is a um, it's a cool little thing. So that's um, that's pretty much for the stuff going on in the release department. But there's one other thing that we wanted to mention that was kind of release-related, and that was with uh, Jeff Coffin. Correct, Joe? Oh, Jeff Coffin, yeah. Well, he's got a new, he's made an announcement that he's going to release a solo CD. That is amazing. Uh, and, and it's coming out, I think, in August, too, of all, be- of all, of all times. I, I believe you are correct. Yeah, he's got a solo album coming out, and, and Jeff is just really, really talented. <laughs> yeah, he does. I mean, it's going to be, I believe it's going to be jazz music, um, Americana music, Um you know, not a lot of details on it at this point. You know, kind of more more to be coming, um, but I, I I would expect it to be it to be killer. So it's cool that we're gonna get it here towards the end of the summer too. It's not even like a hey, I gotta wait for for a while. So I'd expect he's pretty well connected within the um, the music world. So as far as like potential maybe guest appearances um, uh, on the album, I think would probably not be by, not be surprised by that. Yeah, I I agree. He's he's. A super talented guy, super nice guy too. Um, if you ever have an opportunity to catch him when he's out doing his muted tour, um, if you can get out there and catch him because he and he'll chat you up. And he's not, you know, he realizes he's in Dave Matthews Band. He realizes that the people are there that probably know him from that. And he will he will talk about it. He'll talk about all the stuff going on um, with them. He's just he's just a cool guy. Yeah, he's so a, we'll have to we'll have to stay close to this and hopefully give you guys a few more updates when it gets closer. But yeah, late August here, new solo album, Sometimes Springtime. Yes, another guy who's really really cool, whose uh, name has surfaced sort of in the DMB um, world lately, is somebody that's known as Rab. Uh, Joe, you want to kind of take us through and explain the Rab thing? The rap thing? What, uh, I mean, for those that don't know, he's uh, Dave's vocal coach. I, and I don't know the exact year he joined. I know he was, uh, he's been around for at least two years. Um, I want to say three, but I okay. could be I could be wrong. But um, at least two. So, I mean, he's he's essentially vocal coach to the stars. Think Rihanna, Justin Timberlake, and blah, blah, blah. Um, celebrity uh Vocal, co- vocal coach, and I don't know. I don't know the story about how he and Dave got connected, but he's been working with Dave. Not only just Dave, he's been working with the whole band, Rashawn and Carter, uh, just on singing. And uh, he, he, I mean, he works with Dave every. He's on tour, all the shows. Works with Dave before the show, um, during the uh, encore break, and then even sometimes, you know, after the show. That's you know really really working on it. And ever since. Um, Rob joined and started working with Dave and working with the band. Dave hasn't lost his voice during a tour. Typically, middle of the tour or early, <laughs> yeah. early tour, Dave's voice at some point is gone. And we would spend these podcasts talking about, oh, you know, let's do a review of the last show. And the last show was how was Dave's voice and it was cracking or he couldn't hit, he had a, he didn't do some of the high notes because he couldn't, he didn't feel comfortable he could get up there. Ever since he started working with the band, Dave hasn't lost his voice during the tour. During the tour, and I, the, one of the biggest things that I noticed once he started is Watchtower. The, the Watchtower is so significantly different, where he where he holds the note, um, you know, right before going it, right before going into it, and he can. Hold Hours it. getting late, late, and that. he holds exactly. He holds that for 
what it now seems like forever because we're so used to a short version of it and go right in. And when you realize, oh, he's still going, he's still he's still belting the note out. Uh, you, all of a sudden, the crowd cheers and gets excited. So that's I think one of the more impactful things. But just hitting the high notes and not losing the voice, I think he's done a great job um, with the band. He he has. He would be. I mean, for lack of a better term, you could call him a voice whisperer because <laughs> he he can definitely do it. And in the things he's done. Uh, with Dave is, as you said, Joe has been tremendous. He's really been a, a great addition, and, and he's very famous for. It's not uh, just things- the, yeah, just not the just not the songs he's helped Dave with either. I mean, he's he's been he's he's been a, he's influenced Dave's in other ways other than the voice, uh, as far as being kind of uh, giving Dave some input on things, right? Absolutely. There's a, a famous incident from from last year where he saw a fan with "Let You Down." Uh, sign and he asked him about it and he went back and talked to Dave and Dave came out and played Let You Down just like that just because he relearned the song so he, he obviously has a um, an influence over over the band and and over at SPAC uh, which and he, was, and, you know, which he, he he is very close to the community right he's yes he, com- he communicates with the community he um, will make appearances uh, during tailgates and whatnot and I think that's where you're going I, I am indeed going with that because over at SPAC, which was a few weeks ago now, um, he was he was over and he and he was kind of he gave an impassioned speech of sorts to uh, a group of fans, and this got a lot of play on, on our boards. In fact, we had to eventually lock it up because people started getting personal in their attacks on each other as, as oft times happens. Uh, it has a number of views. It's on YouTube, but you can still find the, the thread on, on ants. It's in there someplace. Um, but basically to summarize what he said, he basically said, Hey, look, the band feeds off of you, the fans. So if you're kind of down and dour and not giving it to them, well, then the band's going to be down and dour. So it's up to you guys to cheer. That was basically what he said. He said it in four minutes and 58 seconds. <laughs> but that's basically what he said. That's a novel uh, ideal idea. Yeah, it really is. I mean, that's wow, that's crazy. But, you know, there was two things that he said that, that kind of stuck out to me, Joe. Um, one was that he had never been to SPAC. And the other one was that a fan had, had walked up to him and, and uh, said he had been to 300 shows and and, and Rab was kind of laughing. I was like, why? I don't get it. <laughs> you, you know? But, and, and this is something, and this is not a strike against him at all. I mean, the guy, the what he has done and what he's accomplished with all these uh, musicians is tremendous. And the people he works with are tremendous singers. But the difference is, the difference between Rihanna and the Dave Matthews Band is the difference between air conditioning and not air conditioning. <laughs> like what my house is right now okay that's a Correct. big difference. that's a big difference you know and and rihanna can go out and she can play the same show every night and that's perfectly fine because she has her fans and her fans were introduced to her through the radio and through this and through that well the dave matthews band isn't like that the dave matthews band is almost a passed down thing from fans that heard it from back in the old days, like me, who's 3 million years old, up until the newer fans that just learned, hey, I know this band comes through and they're supposedly known for great shows and this and that. That's what Dave Matthews' band is. Mm -hmm. And that was the thing that struck me. It was just like, well, he's talking about the wrong thing. The, The reason why this fan specifically that walked up to him and said, I've been to 300 shows, and the reason he's like, why? Well, because all 300 shows have been different. 
today, today on the boards, uh, there's a fan that had made a, a, a post ab- about a question, uh, something about the almanac, actually. I think his username's One Sweet Monkey. And, and you know, on your, on your aunt's account on the side, you can actually put in how many shows you've attended, and there's a little number there. Well, this guy's been to 257 shows. 257 shows. That's a lot of shows. A lot of shows. You know, that's from, but when you're living on the East Coast from 1993 until now, mm-hmm. you get a lot of opportunities. Yep. They tell you know, you. you're, you're talking about, I mean, he, this guy on his shows, I mean, he saw the famous Route 2 show, 12, 11, 93. He has it marked down there that he was at that show. I mean, he saw the very first Proudest Monkey. I mean, think about that. Before it was even Proudest Monkey, he saw the first one of them. And now compare that to today. That's the range of what the Dave Matthews Band is. And that's why fans keep going back to shows. So I get what he's saying. And I understand that the band plays off of energy and the fans provide the energy. But at the same time, the fans provide energy when they want to hear what they want to hear. Am I, am I, am I wrong, Joe? I mean, yes, I don't think fans are going to provide energy for every song, regardless of whether they like it or not. They're going to provide energy for the songs that they like, Um, especially knowing this crowd, like you said. said. Um, But, you know, I think the concept is is, is still there, you know, and it's it's hard to expect that you're going to get the same energy from every song. You're going to play a two-step, you're going to play a liner graves and get the energy, and then you're going to play a quieter song. You're not, you know, death on the high seas. You're just not gonna get the same energy back on that. So if the, if that's the idea that you're gonna get the same energy back on every song, then yeah, you're definitely mistaken. But I right. mean, in, in 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 the sense is, hey, um, if you can get the lawn yelling and 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 cheering, you, you know, that's a sign that you're gonna have a good show. It doesn't have to be after every song, but if you get the if you get a if you get a loud lawn. And I think that's some of the characteristics of some of the venues that get the lar- the larger, you know, the better shows. Think Alpine, for instance. Then the band's going to feed off of that, right? And and this is something we've talked about before. You you know my theory on the whole play something old and slow. Look, the the song doesn't have to be upbeat to provide energy. The band can play something, and, and the band can play something that's old and slow and still get energy from it. The band can play something new and slow and still get energy from it. Mm-hmm. I, I think the disconnect is when the band's playing songs and the fans are going, seriously, this is the one you brought back. You didn't bring back, you know, you didn't bring are back. You talking about, Jam. Are you talking about full to think? I am talking about full to think, <laughs> but, but I mean, you could go, I mean, you know, they've played that too many times this, this year. I mean, they played dream girl. I realized dream girl was a single, Dream Girl is literally one of the most unpopular DMB songs. The fans that go see the Dave Matthews Band don't like Dream Girl. They don't. I mean, that's the truth. They've got songs that just don't play well live. Where Are You Going is not a very good song. Mm -hmm. Everything behind, the idea behind the song is good, but it just doesn't work. And, And I think that's the disconnect. I think that's the problem that's happened this year specifically in 2016 is just fans going, Hey, you know, it's the 25th anniversary. We're three quarters of the way through actually more than that. We're almost done with the tour and you've only played 83 songs. This is not what I was expecting. And I think that's where some of the, uh, I don't know if there, if you're going to say there was lack of energy from the crowd, I think that's where it's coming from. The, real quick, you know, before we take a break here, the one thing that I, that I think he said also that kind of surprised me, 
and I'm going to paraphrase it because I'm going to say it wrong, was something to the effect that sometimes you don't know that that you need a song. Like, just trust the band, you need a song. And, he, and the reference he, he used was, you know, when you open up your gifts on Christmas Day and you got socks, and you're kind of disappointed you got socks, but then you, you really, you needed socks. You just didn't, you're not excited about socks. He used that in the sense of talking about the about songs you get at the show. Almost like, you know, they know you're not going to be excited about this song, but you need this song. And I was kind of surprised by that. Well, yeah, and, and we've actually talked about this before as well. Look, we get that there's layup drills. We get it. You know, really, <laughs> When the World Ends is not the most difficult song in the world to play. Mm-hmm. It's it's three and a half minutes and it literally gives everybody a break. We get it. it, it it's OK. Um, you know, when you open a show with when the world ends, kind of like, wait, you need a break already? <laughs> <laughs> just freaking started for God's sakes. You know, so I, I get that. And I think that's I think the, the, the problem is, is that Dave Matthews band fans are smarter than than the band thinks. <laughs> I think so. I mean, they get it. You they mean understand. they pay attention to this kind of thing? Yeah. You know, they. this is something we've talked about in great detail. There's a lot more hardcore fans than the band realizes, than even we realize. Because basically, if you think you're a hardcore fan, you're a hardcore fan. I meet, I meet new people every show I go to that aren't necessarily online hardcore fans, right? They 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 go to plenty of shows, they they purchase everything the band puts out, they follow it all, they do it without, without podcasts, without online stuff. They're the the, the community of DMB hardcore DMB fans is much bigger than what you could judge even just by if you look at the look at Ants and say, "Oh, Ants is this much activity, that's the hardcore fans." No, it is even bigger than the web. Um, and I don't think people get that. Could not agree more. Absolutely. And that's a good point now for us because we got a lot of shows to talk to. Joe, what do you think? Let's take a break now and we'll come back. We'll talk some shows. Talk some shows. Perfect. Something right. Much more than we could ever know. Also, don't you throw
Okay, thanks for hanging with us through Joe's mistake. Uh, hopefully, uh, that all <laughs> flowed really well. I have no idea, Matt. Me being Matt, uh, how it sounds, it could be garbage. But I'm I don't not have taking, any idea either. I'm not taking any credit for that. Joe just had it. By the way, double check that he had the first segment. So that would have been some kind of flub if we had uh, set that up and then complete. It would have been Joe's mistake ultimately. Yeah. Hashtag Joem's mistake. I wonder what the title of this podcast is going to be. <laughs> no, <laughs> whoops. Um, anyway, we've got still a ton to get to, um, including like 400 shows that they've played since the last. It's really only been what three weeks since our last podcast. Yes, it has not been that long. We've tried. We've we've managed to get weekly up to this point, which is remarkable given all three of our schedules and everything going on. But uh, even three weeks, if this is our longest uh, layoff over the course of the calendar year, that's not too bad, actually. So there have been a lot of shows um, since our last pod. Um, Joe's been to almost all of them. Um, even Jake's been to some. So yeah. we've, we've got you covered here. Uh, but that what, what the, 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 the latest show 
they're the the oldest show that we haven't talked about yet as the New Hampshire Two Night Stand, correct? That yeah. is correct. They do Hampshire midweek shows. Um, kind of different to have a two night stand during the middle of the week. Both sold out. Um, sold out pretty early too. Um, so yeah, quite a unique little venue to get two night stand. Bands never played there before, um, and um, they really opened it up with a good one, didn't they, Jake? Yes, because sometimes you need socks, and, and <laughs> sometimes the socks open up the show, and you go, "What? You need a break already?" Socks get holes too. Exactly. When the world ends, which we consider to be a layup song, a rest song, a break song, and New Hampshire night one opens with when the world ends. I mean, really, I mean, besides the fact that it sucks, I mean, there aren't too many openers that don't work like when the world ends. It doesn't work anywhere, in my opinion. It it doesn't. I don't I don't like the song either. But like, I don't like Bayou as an opener. I'll just say that. I, I think Dream Girl is really, really bad. As an opener, it's really, really bad all around, but just specifically as an opener. Mm. Um, I actually don't like Squirm as an opener either. I don't mind that. Yeah, uh, I just, I, I don't think the song really works well that that well live. But and I hate that too because then the red guitar is on stage, and you're just staring at the red guitar, and you're trying to act <laughs> surprised, or you're, or the person next to you is saying like they're going to open with "Idea of You" because it's a guitar. Like, no, they're not. <laughs> no, they're not. It's the red guitar. It's Squirm. Hmm, it's yeah. trust me it's squirm yeah well speaking it, of idea of you yep they played it they did play it they did indeed and and at that time it was only the third time that idea of you was played um which is kind of criminal uh in, in a way because it's a good song still like the original creepy lyric version better yeah you don't no i i, I throw it in the same class as, as break free well don't care Oh gosh! I don't Murder. care about that group of songs. It's just not inspiring for the most part. Murder. I, I I still dig it. I still I would still rather hear it. Especially I would rather hear it like that um, as opposed to having three extra singers with it. So it's you know I'll take idea of you over a lot of the songs. Was that another liberation? Uh, <laughs> that was a that was a New Hampshire liberation. There if it I'm is. Not mistaken. Is that right? Am I right, Joe? All these songs were uh, a New Hampshire uh, first time for the. Uh, Bank of New Hampshire Pavilion. Mm. Wow, it's pretty rare. Pretty rare to get all first for a venue like that. So, um, so, th- so that yeah. makes it even more special that they had the absolute crazy set ender of Jimmy Thing. Wow, rough. Jimmy Thing makes another appearance as the set closer. I mean, they did have a high point of Warehouse and the Minarets early in the show. Got Sugar Will, maybe some like. Um, and then a closer of O oh, Tripping Billies. I think if you look at this show, you're probably saying, what are we going to get night two? Yeah. Maybe this sets you're us up for forward to night two. Yeah. Does this set us up for night two? Because you got, you know, some of the other stuff out of the way. And the 43% show flow, the average somewhere around four, which, you know, we consider to be about the minimum for what would be a standard show. Mm-hmm. Not bad. But then night two rolls around and. Dun, dun, dun. Opener much, of openers. Yep. Openers, opener. Say goodbye opens. Now compare that to when the world ends. Jeez, oh man, we're on a different playing field here. Yeah. That is that is an opener that n- literally nobody could see coming. And, and also, how has this never opened before, really? And it makes but, perfect sense. It's pretty uh, good. I mean, 
in a perfect sense. Well, it's, it's, it's got it's got that nice build up to it that kind of gets the crowd kind of going with the drum opening. I mean, I, I think it works really well. I thought it sounded really good. I think it's pretty sweet. It's a nice a nice opener to have. Jumping into a song that Jane likes, "One Sweet World," and then "Seek Up," and then kind of the surprise of the show. I need a word. I need a word. That was not for the DMV Pit Baby, by the way. So we're clear. <laughs> DMV Pit Baby was not at the show. No. It would make a lot of sense if that was for... I see this from Sesame Street. Is this a common, like, well-known song? I'm just not getting the melody in my head by reading that title? Uh, it, was a, it was a duet Dave did with Grover. Um, at the time, Grover was not the show, by the way. This is just Dave uh, <laughs> solo. Um, but well, I, see did it. I see they did it in, in Klipsch in 2014. Yes, yes, he did at uh, the Deer Creek, as we like to call it. Um, yes, and that was also for a child that held up a sign. Apparently, there was a kid uh, between five and twelve or so holding up a sign for "I Need a Word." Dave saw it and did a little tease for him. That's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. that's 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 pretty good. So yeah, I mean that's that's something you wouldn't put on the set list. That's, not that's not well sure. known. I think you definitely need to be really tapped in to to recognize that song. I mean, it literally came and went on Sesame Street. There's a video of it. You can probably find it on YouTube if you haven't heard it or don't remember it. Um, Dave, Dave plays a banjo in it, right? Uh, which is like the only time I've se- seen Dave do a song on a banjo. So that's kind yes. of unique about that song. And I think the big question with the band taking the year off next year is you have to wonder if Dave and Grover are going to do any shows together. <laughs> Some rumors. There's some rumors. There you go. So, <laughs> hashtag Dave and Grover. Dave and Grover, twenty seven. Um, this uh, show is a little bit higher rated than the first night. Would you say? It, it is. It is inconceivable how high the rating is. I mean, literally four point eight one average. The show flow sixty one percent. That's that's crazy. Can, and can I say that I believe that the average is greater than the sum of its parts? Just looking at the set list, sure, you've got Say Goodbye and Seek Up and 41 and 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 a, a good encore of Granny Ants, but the set list itself on paper does not really bowl me over. It doesn't. No. I'm not crapping on it. I'm just saying, like, it does not scream a 4.81 like uh, rating for me, which is why it's so important to actually see something in, in person, right? Um yeah, 4.8. This is not a 4.8. I think the trick here is is normally the, the, the ratings work themselves out. If you have to give this show a 4 or a 5, Matt, if that's your choice, 4 or 5. It's a 4. You don't, you don't think – I mean you're going to have pretty high standards for a 5 then. Absolutely. But I don't yeah. see this set list deviating that. There are, there are 10 to 12 songs here that have been played at least 15 times on this tour. Uh, it, there's and there's nothing super rare, and the the, the least you, played songs are "Say Goodbye" and "Funny the Way It Is." It's nothing's knocking me out. Yeah, I mean, well, let's be honest. A lot of, a lot of the shows have all the songs have been played fifteen times. So the fact that <laughs> there's true. there's three or four that there aren't, that's really good. I mean, to me, if I get this show, I'm happy and I'm leaving very happy. And this has got a five in my book. "Say Goodbye" opener, Granny Ants closer. You get "Break Free," line our graves. You get Don't Drink. You get um, a song that Jane likes, 41. This is a good show. It, it, it does, it's not a 4.8 when you average everything out. I think just a lot more people are giving it fives versus fours, but I can't blame them. I would probably give this a five, too. Okay. Okay. That's fair. I'd probably give it a three, so that would even out to a four. So yeah, I don't know. It, like, <laughs> like, like Lie in Our Graves, the, the, the song formerly known as the song that was overplayed the most in the last X number of tours, it, it, I, I think it's just right right now where it's kind of sprinkled in and not just 
the go to jam song. Yep. It's it's getting played the perfect amount, yep. not less, yep. not too much. Yep. But that brings us to the uh Saratoga Performing Arts Center, also known as Joe's Mistake slash Spock. Never said Spock in my life. That's so it's, I couldn't have been a bigger lie. Spack. Hashtag Joe's Mistake. Thank you. <laughs> but uh I already like night one, the set list looks better to me. It's just at quick glance. Yes. Well, um, the, the opening just right off the top. I mean, r- regardless of how you feel about so right, so right does bring. Oh the no, energy. I would say crash. How I feel about crash. Yeah, well, that too. I mean, but so right recently, crash, Raven, and warehouse. I mean, that's a, that's a pretty good first five. Very good. I Very love Raven. Good. Love Raven. Love Raven. Big big fan of Raven. Yep. Criminally underplayed. Yeah. Yeah. It was only the second time of the year at that point, so it was a nice surprise for for Saratoga to get. Yep. I and, think the thing that stood out a lot uh, just the first night and just with the anticipation building for SPAC was that there were no liberations. And that, that it, that's yeah. surprising to me. The, there was, however, a an unliberation of one of our, you know, favorite staples of this tour, right? Th- there, there there was indeed. An unliberation. Well, we didn't see it night one, that's for sure. Yeah, talking, so about you know, Jimmy. <laughs> talking about Jimmy. Well, talking about Jimmy. Yeah, so you're like, all right, yeah, no Jimmy here on night one. So we, we're going to factor that in for night two. But we did get a lot of other good stuff um, in night one. Seek Up was played, which is, is always a fan favorite. And, um, you know, a three song encore, which is not, not always, hasn't been really happened. And a really, really prominent Louis Louis in the warehouse, which was, which was great. It's, it, it has made an appearance. It, it happened in, I think, um, Columbus, I believe, uh, a couple times this year, but mainly has been away, but was very prominent in Saratoga. You know, another thing that uh, happened in that three-song encore was um, a song called Sister. Whoa, what is that? Tell me about that song. Yeah, yeah you know, the rating is a point one three four. Hate is going to hate. Uh, yeah, basically, that's <laughs> that's about the highest rating Sister's had all year. That's from people that attended the show. Um, Tyler Roberg at... Uh, Loberg asked us at Ants Marching Hashtag Ants Podcast, what's with all the hate for Sister? I enjoy the song, but typically see it pretty low show flow. Hashtag Whoa. Free the Damn Bird. Whoa, low show flow. Yes. Um, why is that, Matt? Oh, I, I really don't know. Um, I think when the song came out, I think it got pretty heavy rotation. It seems like when songs debut are the most sensitive. It's the 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 mold is set for good for better or worse for a song when it when it is debuted, um, and if it's played to death to begin with, I think people just automatically like shake me right. I think it's right. just automatically damned for all time, and I think Sister probably suffers from that. I enjoy Sister, I do. I do. I do too. And another song that I enjoy, and Matt, you enjoy, and Joe enjoys, and Dave enjoys. And literally, we're the only four people that do. Is Death in the High Seas? Hmm. Play, play the old slow songs. Old and slow, old yeah. and slow. The the rating by people that attended SPAC Night One for Death in the High Seas is a negative point four seven one. Hmm. Way below the that, Mendoza line. Yeah, that's like that's like bottom dweller ocean creature low. Yeah. That I is literally it. death on the high seas. I, I would, I would, or I would ask if people. <laughs> I would ask people who, people who um, do not like death on the high seas. Are you Radiohead fans? And I would say probably they're no. Well, I like that creep song. That's my guess. Um, I would say if you're a Radiohead fan, you probably 
dig Death in the High Seas. That's just my two cents. Or if you like stuff new and slow as opposed to old, old and slow. slow. Right. I just yeah, don't think I, people, I don't think everyone's given it a chance. It's a it's a tough song to hear not having heard before at a sh- at a live show where everyone's standing. It, you know, it, it's a little bit it's a, it, it really brings everything down. Mm-hmm. But if you can open up your mind to it, I think you'll enjoy it. I think most people are like, "Oh, slow. This is this is really slow. I'm going to the bathroom and and do something different and and not giving it a chance." That's great if you've given it a chance and all right, it's just not connecting with you. But I think um, much like Plastic Girl, people have already already made a decision on it without oh, giving boy. it a chance. Well, I, I think that we all are in agreement that it is not socks. That's for it sure. It's not socks. It, it, as much as everybody else thinks it sucks, it's not socks. And the other last thing about uh, Spec Night One is we've got a guest. Dave Pietro uh, came out, played on sax on Gray Street of all songs. They kind of rotated through the you know, the outro there, alternating the horn parts, and then just kind of went crazy all the different all the whole horn section at the end of the song. So nice little highlight also from Night One. Yeah, fifty nine percent show flow, average four point four five ish. Uh, give or take a couple of points as more people tend to review it. The, those numbers that we're saying can go up or down ever so slightly. That's not a bad night one, though. That's not a bad night one no. at all. Setting up night two, which, of course, you're going to get Jimmy thing because they didn't play it night one. But you know, you you're going to get Jimmy. Thing, you know, yeah. you're going to get Jimmy thing. But, who, you know, luck. I guess you could just say, well, we'll just see how the show starts and kind of go from there. And the show was kind of, I don't know. What? Starting? <laughs> Starts with pig. What? Then into last stop. What? what? Then into 41. What? It's a great start. What? It's a great um, start. Great, great three songs. Out. Yeah, great three songs. It goes into seven and when the world ends, you know, and the band needs a break at that point, I guess. Um, <laughs> but great, great start tonight, too. I would say the middle of that, the middle of that show is about as uninspired as I can imagine it. It does have a couple okays in there, like say goodbye. You know, I like die trying. Um, you know, YAM is fun and ending with Watchtower. But like, you know, when the world ends, Jane Monkey Bismarck. Um, what would you say? Mercy. Then Nancy's is okay. The space between Rhyme and Re- It's just kind of blah. But the, the 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 end caps on that show on that show are amazing, start to finish. Yeah, start to finish good. I mean, kind of interesting is they played Proudest Monkey Night 2, and they ended up teasing Proudest Monkey Night 1, like as Proudest Monkey tease in a satellite, and you're like, all right, sweet, we dodged Proudest Monkey, got that kind of tease out of the way, that counts, right? Nope, they played Proudest Monkey in in full Night 2, which is a little bit disappointing, I was hoping... You know, I almost wonder if that was a mistake by Dave the first night, just out of habit. Just, you know, I mean, how many billions of times in the last 20 years has Proudest Monkey gone into satellite? I, I almost think he just did it out of habit and then just went, oh, crap, what am I doing? That's a problem. If that's really the case, that's a problem that you, you think you're playing one song and you just get into a routine and a, you're into a, a pattern and you start playing Dancing Here. Nancy. Or see, uh, Dancing Nancy. You probably Here. start playing Proudest Monkey. Here's a yeah. fun one. Monkey, yeah. Proudest Monkey is a new song this year. It's universally hated. It's a slow is new it, song. Slow, boring <laughs> new song. Is it really? The show slows down on it. Right? Yeah. I mean, put yourself in that mindset. It's getting crapped all over. Are you, are you comparing it to Death in the High Seas right now? Something like that. Yeah. I mean, Proudest Monkey is a slow, boring song. It is. Yeah. Would you it, trade Death in the High Seas for Proudest Monkey? Oh. Yes. I don't know. D- there, it hasn't yes, been yes, out around fast. long enough. I don't know. 
it, it's for us. It's we're probably the bad people to ask because clearly we're the we need to ask somebody that's not a fan of Death on the High Seas, and I'm sure they'd probably say Proudest Monkey without giving it any thought. And, and I'm trying to think how I'd feel about Proudest Monkey if I was 100 percent sure that satellite wasn't coming right behind it. Because it's see, that's just, the problem with it. Yeah, you know it's coming. You're just like, uh. yeah. I mean, satellite's a, a great song, to, and it's yeah. it's a big reason why this band is successful and has picked up a fan base that's pretty pretty wide in scope. No mm-hmm. question. Not my not my gig. That's all. So, I'm, but I'm not going to crap on satellite. It is a good song. I just don't enjoy it. Yeah. I, I don't either, actually. But what I do enjoy is the way that the encore unfolded. Um, unfolded. Oh, yes, you like that. And then a, a little uh, two-step, and you're kind of like, okay, here's That's that two-step, yeah. and we're in, and then next thing you know, Joe's running back from wherever he was to go jumping <laughs> down. This time I was in my seat. I was in my seat this time. Um, so you're in your seat for Halloween, which is good. And that's you know that's that's about as good as it gets in the encore two step Halloween. They did that last year in Alpine. That made it onto whatever live tracks number that was. What was that? Thirty six, maybe whatever it was. The one with the DVD um, from Alpine. So they did that there. So it's it's not um, unprecedented for them to do it, but still, that's that's pretty strong. Nice to see Two Step come back. You know, Alpine was the spot that saw the return of Two Step after a long, you know, semi-long hiatus, at least the longest at the beginning of a tour. Um, and you know, Spac loves their Two Step, so they got it. And then, you know, I was just watching a DVD uh, from Spac just uh, just prior to the show on before night two show. And it was the time that you talked about the time I ran back to my seat when they started playing Halloween. And I was just watching the band's reaction, watching all the fans go crazy when Halloween started playing. And they just loved it watching it. And so this happened again. And I specifically watched um, the band's faces. And, and Stefan, of, of all of them, is just loving watching when Two Step is ending and cuts in and Dave starts playing um, Halloween. Everyone starts jumping and uh, Stefan gets the biggest grin on their face. I think they love doing that, especially for a place like Saratoga, where they get a really, really big fan reaction. Everybody starts jumping around and screaming. Yeah. Uh, and last thing I would say about this this show too is um, Lawler guested in the show on Rhyme and Reason. Oh, yeah. She's yes, always he did. Kills, on, kills on that too. Yeah, that's something. Usually that's around uh, the Virginia area, it seems, when he does that. Although I think he's guested out in, uh, at the Gorge as well. But it seems like it's more like a hometown thing for him to guess. So nice to see him there at SPAC. Yes. To get up on stage. It's awesome now, crowd for him to play in front of. I wanted to ask you, Joe, I know it's been a while ago, but do, do you remember, was it awkward? for the crowd to still chant last stop even though it was played like the second song <laughs> we all agreed after the second song we were going to do that chant right last stop two step free dodo uh, the stone <laughs> that was all supposed to happen after the second song but the band went and trolled us and actually played last stop after the second song so yeah I think it kind of fell apart there we weren't really sure I know we keep chanting for it um, but I think all of us after that point were just really focused on okay when will Jimmy come and that was something that Will Sinclair, a good friend, Will Sinclair at Sinclair Will asked a podcast ago, which was I think two years ago, if I'm yep. doing my math correct, yep. when he asked that it's finishing. What would it take for DMB to surprise you at SPAC this week other than playing Dodo or not playing Jimmy? Hashtag Ants Podcast. Will the soothsayer, the predictor of the future it, it would take me not going to the shows. <laughs> precisely that's what we said that's what we said matt was gonna be the uh the the sacrifice it was for better the than dodo though uh, yeah dodo. if they would have played dodo you would have been just it would have pretty much pissed me off pretty good 
But no yeah, Jimmy. But, uh, that is the story of the weekend. It has to be. Got to be love that the highlight is an omission. Good I job, will. guys. Great tour so far. Well, I mean, <laughs> it says something about these shows. There's, I mean, we got some nice guests and got some good renditions. And the beginning of you know night two is pretty spectacular. But I think even the fact no Jimmy even trumps a three song run like Pig Last Up Forty One. I think you know Jim not having Jimmy trumps that. In my wow. um, the show flow rating because of not having Jimmy thing is naturally a little higher. It's sitting around sixty percent. The show rating four point eight, give or take a little notch up or down. That's this pretty is- high. This is closer to a 4.8 than that night to New Hampshire we Ag- just talked agreed. about. Agreed. Um, it's still yeah. probably high, you know, but it's, I mean, it's, it's, it's a good show. It's a good show. That's why Jared Shaffron asked way back a long time ago at Ants Marching, where does uh, this, that's at Jared Shaffron, asked, uh, where does this SPAC weekend rank all time? Hashtag Ants Podcast, hashtag Free Dodo. Um, where does it rank all time? Well, <laughs> Not that high. I mean, let's no. Let's be let's be honest. You know, I think that sometimes the the ratings are a reflection of what's played around it, and, and there's no better example than that than just go and take a look at the highest rated show in the antsmarching.org era. That means people that could literally rate the show after it happened or, or damn near close to it. So we're talking from 2002 on, um, and the highest rated show we have is Gorge Night Three 2002. The rating on that show is 4.87. I'm not going to read you the set list. I'm just going to tell you <laughs> there is no damn way that that show is 4.87. Unless Gandhi guessed it on the harp at one point, it's not a 4.87. <laughs> it's just not. But that's what happens when, when you have a, a – at the time, that was about as good as it gets, they thought, fans thought. And that's what happens sometimes. And sometimes on these shows, you think this is as good as it gets. Yeah. So where's it rank? It's not that high. Right. And then on to Molson and back to Earth to the same. I mean, talk about a predictable set. Uh, what was the high score on this? Like 78 points in the setless game? <laughs> my goodness. Well, and you know what? And it, makes, it, it makes you – and listen, SPAC was my home venue for a lot of years. But at the same time, why do two or three venues are, – are you pretty much guaranteed to get solid shows and then everything and then everywhere else? Which means they don't try anywhere else? What's up with this? Well, I mean, you know, in defense of our Canadian friends, I mean, it's not that bad. Oh, a show is crap. Show's bad. Canada deserves better. It is a bad show. Okay, you know. Even um, if Canada doesn't deserve better, <laughs> it's still bad. Well, that's well, what I'm saying. I mean, I, look, that's, that's what I'm it's bad, but Canada deserves better. Well, even if I they don't. I don't think anyone in, anyone in Canada <laughs> saw the closer coming. I mean, they ended with Jimmy thing. I mean, that's like out of nowhere. So that right there stands out to me. Oh yeah, that's a that's a huge takeaway. Yeah, one sweet world opener and getting a little repetitive. When the world ends right after it, um, oh, and then put seven. your socks on. Yeah, a lot of socks early on. Branding's a break early on. Get, getting a beer two songs into the into the show. Yeah, <laughs> and, then, uh, and then realizing you made the right move when seven comes right behind it. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a rush show, and I feel bad. You know, maybe it's just the the after effect of following on Saratoga, and it's they're just a little little worn out. I. Clearly, the fans has a different experience. Fans provide a different experience for the band at a place like Alpine, a place like Saratoga or West Palm or Deer Creek or 
Camden or Gorge than they do in Ontario. And it's it's unfortunate, but that's just how it is. And I think the bad so, feeds off of that. The other thing is – Wait, self- I just want to make sure we're clear, yeah. Joe. Basically, you're saying Canada sucks, right? That's Joe. Joe M said that. Ooh, Joe M said yeah. Canada doesn't bring it like SPAC does. Joe maple syrup. Wow. He said your, your bacon sucks. Is that what the M stands for? And, and you put gravy on everything, and it's disgusting. Mm, okay. Give some poutine. No. Okay. I, you know, like sellouts matter. Sellouts matter too. That's the bottom line. When the sellout happens, you'll see any of the set list where the band sells out. It is a killer show. Well, that's easy. Now, Let's just play arena with six thousand seats. Okay, you know, like Canada Live. Oh, wait, they can't sell that out either. But so you get more fan energy with that. You just want an answer. That's the answer. I mean, you have a better answer than that, but that's what it is. I don't agree. Gorge Gorge doesn't sell out. But one could also argue that they don't get good shows anymore either. Right. It's a little. mm. I was just talking about that with with Jake earlier, and I hate to even say it out loud, but. It's all, it's almost impossible not to have expectations for that for the that weekend to end this tour, and, and and I'm terrified because that reality means that if they don't bring it, which is certainly a possibility, I don't know if I can forgive this band. You're let down for a long ooh, time for ooh. for for over a year, almost two years. You're, it would be inexcusable though. Yeah, I mean, clearly the band knows what it takes to make a good show they know i've had low expectations for the gorge for many years i still keep going um but i keep them very low i I, they're not like the days the early days um but for some reason my expectations have been rising for this year just given and can't help it it. yeah it's the end of the tour the last three dates of the tour and it's also the end right before an announced hiatus you can't help but have a little bit of expectations absolutely which is why i i they they better bring anyway side note yeah, yeah so, so that's that's how much we thought of the Canada show. We just yeah. talked about the gorge for two minutes. <laughs> I think in my book, it goes so far for the worst show of the tour. Sadly, I, yeah. someone's got to have the title. It's got to be Canada. What are the uh, ratings on that? Since I can't kind of read it from where I'm sitting. Yeah, Canada show had a 33 oh, percent oh. show flow. That's low. That's the lowest by. Well, Jiffy Lube and Bristow was their 35, but that that yeah. oh no, and, yeah. and Xfinity and Mansfield had a 32. I know. Yeah, there, there's some low ones. I think this one takes the cake, and, in my opinion, right now. It's bad, surrounded by a handful of good shows on either side. Yeah, that's what maybe that's what makes it seem that much worse. Yeah. Is that you know they can do it. They literally just did it the night before. Um, and then the uh, rating of a 3.85, so that's below that four mark, which is where you want to be to be a, considered you know, a good show, un- right. unfortunately. So, uh, yeah, and the rare song from that show, Sister, your favorite, Matt. Cool. Uh, I don't see what the problem is. I love the show. <laughs> <laughs> Take off, haters, you hoser. Haters. <laughs> so we we come back, and now 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 we're back in the states, back on home turf, and we're we're at, at DTE in uh, in Clarkson, Michigan, and here comes when the world ends. Welcome back. Put your socks on. Put your socks on. The oh. band needs a break. Oh. So I I think the show is is a little bit better. I mean, just looking at. Uh, I see Raven. I see uh, Don't Drink the Water. Uh, Nancy's Into Warehouse is always fun. And then a really solid encore of Best of What's Around and Ants Marching. Um, other than that, yeah. But, I mean, that's still some pretty pretty good tent poles on there. Also, so. of note, um, Bismarck did not um, come in come out of anything as a segue or a melody. Right. It was a standalone after Crash, um, something that hasn't happened too often this year. Usually it's come out of... Uh, minarets or, or big eyed fish. 
So that's kind of interesting to see it standing alone like that. Yeah. Yep. And and I dig Bismarck. That's of the new ones. That's that's the one that I've really taken to the most early on. So I, I do like that one. Yeah. I almost have to ignore the new songs, looking at judging a set list because even if they're good, great songs, you're going to get a lot of play in a debut tour for the songs, and you have to you you almost have to ignore that when you're judging a a, a set. Right? Well. Uh, let's hold that thought. Okay. We'll come back to that. Thought. I like that. Go ahead. I, I'm glad. Yeah. I'm glad you got something on that. Uh, but the encore is is really good. Uh, best of what's around. Only sadly, only the fourth time played this year at that Jeez. point, and uh, Ants um, closer. So Grace Street was the set closer. Also, you know, a nice little energy booster at the end. So, you know, it was better than Canada. You know, not you know, sorry Canada, but. Uh, and I love that we just call Toronto, you know, the one Toronto show is quote unquote Canada because the band unfortunately does the only show that they play there this year. Well, um, Detroit's practically in Canada. It's like, yeah. isn't like Windsor right there? Yeah. Yeah. That's where the casinos and strip clubs are, right? Well, they have those in Detroit now also. Oh. I'm glad you both know this. <laughs> wow. At least I'll the casinos. Your trip advisor next time I'm up in there or whatever. <laughs> All right. Um, so, but then that leads us to. Are the one, the only Deer Creek, um, two night stand, weekend stand, opens up with Pig for night one. Wow! Which is a and nice, of course nice you were you were there, Joe, because you go to all the shows. But yeah. um, I mean, that's something you certainly people did not expect. No, to we ever we love to call the see who's going to call the opener. Everyone makes a prediction. Um, maybe one person said Pig, I, and maybe I forget, but uh, not not the typical pick you're going to get. I think you know one of the most notables from the show was, you know, Samurai Cop gets announced and introduced. Dave comes up to the um, to the mic before playing it and says, you know, this is a new song. You know, hope you like it. If not, you know, go to the bathroom. This song is called Joy Begin. No. You know, yeah. No. Announces Samurai Cop as Joy Begin. No. <laughs> no. No. Are you yelling at Are you yelling at Carter Meowford? He's yelling or? at the cloud. He's old man I'm on not, Simpsons. <laughs> I'm not yelling at Carter Meowford this time. But no, you can't do that. You can't name. You can't change the name. You can't unname a song Samurai Cop because once you name it Samurai Cop, you have to stick with it. If you get any you, opportunity to name a, a song Samurai Cop, you must. You must. You have to. <laughs> you have to. I decry the name change. I will not allow it. And should they officially change the name of that, Ants Marching will continue to call it Samurai Cop. Well, I, I mean, this, I this, site, this site might need to call it Joy Begin, but maybe we can always refer to it as as the Samurai Cop. At the end of the song, no, though, he, no. at the end of the song, he did like this. <laughs> the song ends, and then Dave just walks up to the microphone and yells in it, Samurai Cop. Um, That's more like it. Because he got someone in his ear who said, ah, Dave, you made a mistake. Wrong title. It was still on the set list as Samurai Cop. Yeah, you know, and still, you know, and on all official postings, does the Samurai song have Cop. "Joy Begin" in the lyrics? Uh, it does. Oh, maybe yeah. that'll be it then. But now, yeah, now, but what? don't forget, he's done this with Twenty Seven before. He introduced Twenty Seven as "Hope You Get Hope By you Me get Then," by, or yeah, "Hope You Get yeah, Back Again," some, whatever one of those lines from the song. So thankfully, that has stayed with Number Twenty Seven, which makes a lot more sense. But Just like Samurai Cop makes more sense. What what is interesting about this song and kind of goes some a little bit to what you're talking to there before Matt and more so on the next um, the night two show, but this Samurai Cop is actually different, and maybe that's why 
uh, in, different only in the sense that there's a new outro to it. That's re- actually really cool. I really dig it. Uh, and maybe that was why he felt was the opportunity to announce it as a different name, announcing as Joy Begin, because they played kind of a, a new extended and it has more horns. So Matt's not going to like it. Oh, uh, awesome. Uh, so, you know, maybe that has something to do with it. But bottom line is I really dig the new addition to Samurai Cop that they played at Deer Creek. It sounds I, really good. I dig the new addition to Samurai Cop. I don't dig the new addition <laughs> to Joy Begin. Right. <laughs> I, I like the part with the full house outro. Please play more of that, Horns. With you the Family lo- Matters interpolation. You love Rick- Kimmy. That's what it is. You and Kimmy. <laughs> Gibbler. Gibbler style. Um, Gibbler style. A <laughs> couple rare ones in the show, though, too. Fool to Think. Who to think? F that. It's a good song during No, the it's show. not. Song sucks. Oh, the my. fact they're playing that and they haven't played Broken Things, Kit Kat Jam, Busted Stuff. You want me to keep going? I can keep going. How about I'd rather hear the riff twice than hear that. It's so no, good. It's, it's fine. Re- it's it's recoculous. People people liked it. People had I li- no, they I, didn't. I, I, like, I, I like it. I listened to the show. Nobody freaking reacted. I like no. it. And you know nobody reacted. Jim. They reacted. What you have to listen to is you can't listen to the reaction at the beginning of the song because at the beginning of the song, half the people have no idea what song it is because they haven't really heard it that frequently. But then when you get to the chorus and uh, you sing those loud parts. Everyone, they is go, so- oh yeah, I know this shitty song. I remember that. Wow. But they it's from the it. album that everybody wow. hates. Yeah. I'm telling you, Jake. It's a, Jake, it's an absolute Jake. waste. It's a waste of three minutes. Jake, calm down. <laughs> no, it's stupid. It's 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 absolutely stupid that you play that song three times without playing something else. When all you right. exhaust the entire library, then you can come all back. Right. Take and your you Desenex. Take Angel your Desenex. and all that stuff. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm, I'm always right, and I'm even more right about this. <sighs> well, I think it was good. You know, I, overall, good show. Um, it went in, went into um, you know an encore set closer of PMP Rapunzel and an encore of Sister. Matt, you love that, Matt. You can have that, um, Granny, and all along the Watchtower. I love it. It's your favorite, Matt. I know it's your favorite. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> that takes that takes you to um, night two. Which what was has, the rating on that one, by the way? Oh, yeah. Sorry. The rating on um, on Deer Creek Night 1, 62% show flow and a fairly high 4.54 average rating, which, which we'll see as it goes into Night 2, actually had the higher of the nights of rating, both in the hmm. show flow and in, in the rating, which I actually liked Night 2 better. Um, night 2 kicks off with What Would You Say?, and uh, then seven, and then so right. A big trend of seeing typical some of the typical openers, like a so right once one sweet uh, world. Uh, some of those that are typically in the opening spot appear right. to be happening in the third spot very frequently. So so right comes in at number three. Then crush. So it's a pretty decent run. Show of, sucks. Hold on, hold on. What would you say to start uh, seven so right crush? Not really a, an opportunity to run to the you know to the bathroom. Those are all pretty good dance songs. High energy, none quiet. It then goes into Death on the High Seas. Obviously, it comes down. The place evacuated. So many people left. It was, I was the only person standing. I felt it was like me and the, me and the and Fenton at the at the light board <laughs> back me. Um, but the best part of it all was right after Death on the High Seas, right into Last yeah. Stop, and they troll all the fans that left and watch them run back to their seats, and then they troll them again. By playing Jimmy. Jimmy right after it. <laughs> no, that come on. It's it's not the end. It's not the end of the set. It's it's good to get that. And when you see Jimmy come in the middle of the set, you 
I high fived everybody around me because Joe, we knew someone's at your house and they take a dump with the door open. Whether it's four in the afternoon or ten at night, it still stinks. <laughs> okay. No, no, because yes. I, if I need to sleep next to it and it's fresh, it's a lot different. <laughs> if I had to sleep next to it and it's it's gone through its paces oh, for twelve I can't hours. Wait for you to Did spend you the really night. just go there? Did you really just entertain <laughs> that? <laughs> Uh, there's a difference between Jimmy closing a set and Jimmy in the middle of a set. Are you really saying there's no difference? Uh, no, I agree with you. I, I like it better earlier. Um, I think it still needs Fine, to be I'm, a little I'm, bit earlier. I'm pissed at a nine versus I'm pissed at a ten. I, I'm still pissed. <laughs> pissed at a nine versus a ten? What? It's a, it's a nine point uh. zero on the piss scale versus a ten point zero. Oh, jeez. Okay. Well, maybe there's some. Anyway, some- right after last stop, it's like it's like neutering. Uh, no, set people list. love it. People love it. Oh, wow. yeah, it's a good yeah. time. Yeah, I mean, a lot of those too. kind of typical closers found their way to the or openers found their way to the middle of the set, right? You know, so right in middle of the sets, Jimmy thing, middle of the set. You might die trying middle of the set, which is just which is great. So offered up a lot of good, you know, really great songs. Liner Grays. We talked about that earlier, making an appearance too. So, um, you know, really like really typical. good. Typical. Typical. Yeah. Outside of Last Stop is probably the highlight for me of that whole show. Yeah, great song. Uh, great song live. So, you know, you get you look at the encore of this show, and the encore is O Ants Marching. And you're probably like, mm, kind of a weak encore. And I, if you're just looking at the set list, you're right. My highlight was that Ants Marching. It is killer. There's actually, it's not a typical Ants Marching. They did a extended hoedown. I don't even know how to call it an extended hoedown. It's actually like a, another song at the end of Ants Marching. They played it for a good five, six minutes. I didn't get, actually get the clock, so don't quote me on that. But, um, it is an uh, actual different song. They they changed. It's not just like a hoedown outro. They play for a little bit and then go out. It's actually they play it for an extended, extended, extended period of time, which is it's pretty like cool. It's like a, a funky country song that it popped up in the middle of Ants or, or the end right. of Ants, rather. It's yeah, which it's is really cool. cool. It's yeah, it's re- very cool. We need to we probably need a name for it. I don't know what it is, but it's let's um, call it the song that Joe likes. Ooh, <laughs> ho that's ants. Not, that's not ants call it hoeing. Ants <laughs> hoeing. <laughs> let's call it joe m's mistake no because it's too good it's really good but that was actually a highlight you don't really see that if you just look at the set list oh ants marching but actually it was a very unique ants marching actually it a liberation no well no and, and carter went to town <laughs> on the start of it it started off with carter um full full drum kit solo like just kind of soloing and all using everything using all those all the drums and cymbals and did it for a couple maybe a minute or two and then went into ants so awesome intro with carter played ants boyd did his thing actually boyd i thought had his best best two night stand or best shows of the tour that i've seen he had the best at Deer Creek. I thought it was really good. And then this hoedown at the end. So that was a really big highlight of of the weekend for me. Yeah, a good good show. Also, by the way, Rooftop in there, which I kind of dig a little bit. Yeah. I, 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 I'm surprised that song doesn't get more play just because it's kind of upbeat. Yeah, it so is upbeat. It, it's got good energy. Um, I think people like it. it I, I think I did fill up my water bottle at that point, but I needed, I needed to find a spot somewhere. Did it then? And overall, show flow comes in at fifty-one percent, and the average show rating four point three four. Like we mentioned, that's down from the previous night four point five four from night one. So people like night one uh, better than night two. And then they move on to uh, South Carolina, and again, I don't know. I mean, if you look at the number of plays on the Ants Tour Central, you've got songs that have been played twenty times or more 
flooding the set list. You've got a handful of songs that have been played in the single digits this tour. Minarets and Pig, Why I Am, You Might Die Trying, I think, fantastic first four. Um, but your other rarer songs are Rooftop and Every Day, which inspire nothing for me. Um, Space Between... By the way, that was... Uh, Death in the High Seas was played fifth. That was the seventh time out of, at the time, uh, the 18 performances of it that it was played fifth. Yeah, That's you could, crazy. You could bet on fifth for a Death on the High Seas. I think it, in the first song he makes the set list, he might put Death on the High Seas in the fifth spot to start it all and then yeah, works around from there. It's just a weird it's a weird place to put your socks on. The death, the death spot. <laughs> You just say put your socks on for death on the high seas? Just making sure Henson. you're Thank making you sure your periscope. Oh, Terming that the death spot. I like that. <laughs> the death spot. That's very good. Now I still like it. I like it. Matt likes it. Joe likes it. Dave likes it. Us four. Nope. Nobody else likes it. Uh, I like. I mean, you might die trying very early in the set. Jimmy thing mid set. Okay, Matt doesn't like that, but hey, we'll uh, I'll, I'll happily take it. Um. <laughs> You know, and it's got just a different flow to me for some reason. You know, like you said, nothing exciting, no rare songs for whatever reason. I just like the flow of it. I mean, I, I like how it progresses. Um, the, the the order of the songs just for me feels different. It doesn't feel like typical way to flow. And then what would you say late? Which you know, obviously they just had opened the, the night before, and now they put it late in the set. So I don't know. It just kind of feels like they mixed up the placement of things. Besides Death on the High Seas, um, and they close out with the space between and all on the Watchtower. Mm. Yeah. But then we go yeah. down to the sweltering state of Florida. Well, hang on. What were the uh, what was the rating? Oh, on that's that? right. My fault. Sorry. Yep, yep. So the rating is forty three percent show flow and a very low three point seven one for the uh, user rating, star rating. So a little little off. The fans weren't the weren't the weren't high on high on the show. Maybe not as high as I was on the show. Yes, now down to sweltering Florida. And I like I like the mix. I like the cut of this show's jib a lot more than the previous couple. <laughs> oh my gosh. I do. Yeah, this this is uh Tampa, this is a weird spot. Tampa got a great show last year. And and if you go back and historically look at some of the set lists, Tampa has some creepy good shows. It's kind of weird that you don't, wouldn't expect it and all of a sudden you're like, "Wow, this is a Wednesday show literally every time." And they're getting pretty good set lists out of it. The open on it, Lionel Grays, which literally nobody saw. Super cool. Cool. And then they do not play the the reprise outro that they always play. And they go directly into Crash, which kind of had everybody looking around going, what? (laughs) That is what? I didn't see that. And then Belly Belly Nice. And then finally, we get another tour debut. People are saying, no, they're not going to have any more tour debuts. Liberation. This is it. They got the liberation out. First time ever played in Tampa. That's right. Double liberation. Double <laughs> double liberation of Black and Snoozebird. Oh, what'd you call it? Oh, I'm sorry, Black and uh, Bluebird. That was one of those Freudian lesbians. I mean, slips. <laughs> did, did I say what? Um, yeah. I mean, <laughs> is there any other? Is there a third liberation angle on that? Because we could really get an ultra kill going on here. <laughs> It, it was the first bird song played since uh, Monster Kill. I mean, you didn't dig it. You didn't dig it listening to it, Jake. I mean, I've heard it before. I, I literally didn't need to hear Black and Bluebird. The crowd kind of looked around. Um, I, I actually saw people laughing. I, I did. I'm not kidding. I saw people <laughs> laughing, going, "Oh, I can't believe of all the things they're playing. It's this." 
Um, you know, it's it's a fine song. It's just kind of it's just kind of there. And and this late in the tour, uh, the the debut I was looking for in Tampa was was not Black and Bluebird. It was not by any stretch of the imagination. But I mean, that's, um, it hasn't been a debut in I, I want to say ten shows prior. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, it I think all it goes all the way down to Pittsburgh, if I'm not mistaken, for Stay coming out, uh, and that's right. on seven. That was on the ninth, you know. On this this show, all the way to uh, you know on uh, what what's the date on this one? Uh, the twenty seventh, no, yeah. Mm-hmm. Quite a bit of shows in there too, so it's it's a little disappointing that it took that yeah. long. No it, it is, and, and you know it's 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 not bad. Like I said, I don't really actually mind the song that much. It's fine. It's just not what I was expecting to hear or wanted to hear. Uh, it's a nice little flow, though. Crush was great. Um, Big Eyed Fish into Bismarck again, but like I said, I'm pretty high in Bismarck. And your favorite, um, and your favorite after that. Yeah, Pr- proudest. Check your phone into uh, satellite. <laughs> I mean, literally, I'm looking around, going, "You've got to be kidding me." Yep. You've got, you got to be joking. Everyone's checking their phones. And then it was actually right after Satellite, before they played Say Goodbye, um, when the guy in front of me screams, Cornbread! And and Chad next to me is like, oh, no, thanks, I already ate. <laughs> like, that's, that's tremendous. That, that means we're, we're definitely going to get Cornbread because you just jinx the living hell out of it. <sighs> but uh, they did that Say Goodbye, which was great. Then they went Say Goodbye into 41. Um, and... That was not By a. Way, that was those, not a transition, though. Was not a transition, and it, oh, it's almost minute. like. Never mind. Why would it be? It's the other direction. That it's yeah, a transition, it's the, it's my the fault. other. Right, it's the other direction, but it's sort of like. Do you guys even remember this was on an album? They went back to back. Did anybody <laughs> think that maybe you could do that? That and and it, that's probably the most famous two song, um, uh, run on any Dave Matthews Band studio album. Period. I mean, that two song run launched this band. Like that took that album. To another to another level. Oh, absolutely! Yeah, you could make the you can make the case that it's the most popular. I mean, Nancy's in a warehouse has been played for you know twenty two years in that in that manner. But you could make the case that that say goodbye and forty one are, are known a little bit better. Oh, I would agree. Yeah, I mean, Nancy's warehouse was not a studio album thing. That was a Red Rocks thing. Yeah. In terms it of that. was, but, yeah. but that that's a nice little mid set run. Say goodbye, forty one into Billy's. Yeah, yeah, nice. mid set Billy's. Like it. that's kind of crazy. Then take it down a little bit with Ditch, which I still like Ditch. Um, funny, and then just like I said, the, the jinx of all jinx. Cornbread starts up, and that guy in front of me starts jumping up and down. Yeah, yeah, like he just won the lottery. <laughs> well, I think Lionel yeah, Graves yeah. into the reprise into Stay is a really cool closer to just, it. You got that? Well, that's awesome. The, that was the surprise, and that was kind of the kind of people milling around, wondering, going, "You think they're going to come back and play? It? You think they're going to come back and play it?" And then to play it, and then go directly into "Stay," that was pretty strong. That's um, awesome. And then, and then the encore of of uh, Granny, and then PMP into Rapunzel. Rapunzel was pretty much a train wreck. Um, Dave got lost, but they he pulled himself out of it. And of all the other songs for him to screw up lyrically. He messed up funny, and he messed up cornbread. And you're like, you messed up cornbread? You've played it like, like 600 times. Right. But he actually kind of bumbled that a little bit. But overall, really, really good show and a, and a great looking set list. 55, really 55% on the show flow for Tampa and had um, the average user rating of 4.16. So right on, right over the edge of you know that four, four kind of standard you want to be at. Yeah. 
good good little show. And then you shoveled right over to West Palm, right, Jake? Actually, I did not go to night one. I only went to night two. Yes, I I skipped. I skipped night one because I said, you know, why would I want to go ahead and hear a couple songs that I just heard two nights ago? Rough. Which, should, that's rough to say that. Yeah, well, you know, that's kind of the way it is, and that's what happened. Just to jump way ahead in the show, uh, 41 and Say Goodbye were played again. Um, this time in the right direction, yet not into each other again. Not into each other, but yes. But three right there from uh, two nights earlier. Um, 41, Say Goodbye, and Stay, which is a little, I don't know. And then a little disappointing. Jimmy to close. And Jimmy to close, which was making as I was watching it on the Periscope driving down, I said yes, yes, got that out of the way. <laughs> not going to be at night. Not be at night too. Unless well, they would make up for the no nights at SPAC and play at both nights at West Palm, don't well, go I, it out. which would have just tasted so good. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's Jake. a there's a there's a way to there's a way to start a show. There's putting on your socks, and then there's a oh my god, it's 94 degrees and the feel like temperature is 106. We're going to start off really, oh, really slow. This show Everybody on the, ready? Sh- on the show flow just drove off a cliff after after stay also. <laughs> and, you know, the opening goes, when the world ends, stay or leave. And just kind of like, leave. <laughs> exactly. And then Song the Jane Likes, which which is great, and everybody loves Song the Jane Likes, but, you know, it's not it, it's not exactly the most difficult song in the world to play either. So the, the intro was kind of um, slow into it. It's a nice way to put it. Then why I am, and then hey, it's the fifth spot. So you know what that means? Death. The death, the spot. death spot. The death spot. The death spot. Drain. But I like, it. I like it. I like it too. I like it. You like it. He likes it. Dave likes it. We're the four. That's it. Mm. Um, but you know, not a good, not a bad little show. Gray Street Warehouse Samurai Cop, mm. which was called Samurai Cop, and then Last Stop. With Last the, Stop being played, um, I think makes. Uh, Am I not mistaken? Alpine is the only venue that didn't, you know, only major venue that gets two night stand so far that did not get last stop. Do I have that right? Well, you know, I, I believe you are correct. Um, which is kind of surprising that yeah. uh, that of all places, Alpine didn't get last stop. I, I think most well, people would really like the end of this show, even though maybe we're not so big fan of it because of the Jimmy, but a, a run of Minarets 41 Say Goodbye Stay Jimmy. People probably like that. That's probably rates high, you know. And, and the show flow doesn't back that up. Show flow still shows it tanking at um, at Jimmy thing, and still sexy MF just tanking even more than Jimmy thing. People just not a fan of that, or don't even really consider it a, a song. I think they're upset that it counts as a spot of maybe a twenty song show. <laughs> just drops it off, and then sister, you might die trying to close the show. It's it's not a bad night one. What was the total show flow and, and rating on that one, Joe? Forty four percent total show flow, and the rating came out at four point three three. So n- not bad, but with what was played, um, it certainly gave the potential for something quite uh, special on night two. And it's the red there guitar. Was a- it's the red guitar. <laughs> <laughs> it's idea literally. Of you. Li- that's literally what happened. <laughs> literally the. The guy next to me says they're going to open with idea of you and i'm looking and you know i'm 600 years old so i can't see that well and the lighting's kind of weird anyway and i said isn't that the red guitar i mean by the time i saw it dave already had it on and he's like what i'm like if that's the red guitar he's playing squirm i can't see he's not facing us 
and he starts up with squirm and the guy says wow you really are a fan <laughs> yeah, I, I guess so. I guess I am. So yeah, the yeah. What did you think of? What did you think the first part of the set? <sighs> oh Whoa. yeah, then, then it picked up with with pig. Pig was great. So you didn't like? You know, the, the, no, I don't. I don't like. I don't. I don't like Squirm as an opener. I don't need to hear Crash again. I really don't. Um, I love Pig. Uh, again, love crush. Again, I actually, I actually like Bob Law. The number Law. three spot. Yeah, it's it's strange like that. I actually do like Bob Law. Bob Law is second on my list of the new mm-hmm. songs. So I was uh, pleased to see that one again, and actually avoided Samurai Cop. Um, so I saw the two that I really liked again. So I was happy about that. It it wasn't bad. I think the disappointing thing for me for the entire show was I saw five songs I saw a couple days earlier. And I'm kind of like, I literally just heard these songs. Mm-hmm. What, what's, what happened have, to kind of mix any, it up a little bit? Have you been watching the set list this, uh, these, this tour? I, I just maybe, I expected a little bit more being Florida. I know that Florida has historically uh, repeated songs. And in fact, they've repeated songs from one night to another. They did it in 2009, 2010. And there's been repeats. I just didn't expect eight songs played in Tampa to be played over the weekend in West Palm Beach. Yeah, yeah. That was a little disappointing. Where are you going? Which was out of my seat and away from this at the time. I really don't dig that song. Socks. Uh, it really is really putting on the socks. It kind of got a little mixed review. If anything, I would say it got a better reaction than I've seen in the past. Last time I saw Where Are You Going was a couple years ago in West Palm and that was like an exodus. I mean, really, that was just people getting up and going. The, um, where are you going from Deer Creek? Had the loudest audible like sigh that yeah. I've heard to date. To date, it deserves it, it. It was so loud. It was so so loud. The song is yeah, so bad. There was there were some ah, but there was there was a few cheers, few more than I expected. But I mean, the place cleared out. I mean, there was yeah. lines for everything out there. I mean, there was a line for the bathroom, for God's sakes, well, the, for the, the men's room. The show flow kind of wobbled towards the end, but wobbled between just bad and just out of this world outstanding, um, which was cool to see. It, and then, of course, it, finish so strong. Before um, we get to the finishing so strong, I almost forgot, but I, I have to give a major shout out for the incredible F up that the outside security did. And this isn't the only venue this has happened, but there have been some absolute clothes hanger abortions of getting people into venues. And West Palm Beach was the top of the mountain. <laughs> yes! It, it's been too long. It's time to grab. You missed me. <laughs> I did. Well, let me, let me say, it was, it was a joke. They had... No lines whatsoever. Usually, if you've ever been to West Palm Beach, there's two entrances on either side. There's usually a table set up about 15 feet away from the actual gate where you walk in and hand your ticket. That's usually the security where you get checked. Look, I get it. We need security. This isn't my first day on the planet. I understand. But they were, for some reason, they were checking right at the spot where you give your tickets, basically. It wasn't back far like it used to be. You only had about five feet before you gave your tickets. Once you got all the way up there, it was literally a mass of people. There was no lines, no nothing. It was just a ball of people. We got in line at 745. We entered the venue at 817. Okay? That's a 32-minute wait. It's been longer. They took notes from the to Atlanta Airport International Customs, clearly. Yeah. 
Well, the beauty of it was that once I got up to the front and I'm with my wife, so obviously she's I'm behind her, she's behind me, whatever. We're in line together. I get up there. The lady says, I can't check you. I only check women. You need to go back to the back, come back in <laughs> you line. You should have said you identified as one. <laughs> I did say that. I said, I'm a woman. <laughs> and she said, uh-uh, you ain't going to do that. I said, all right, fine. I'm going to walk around the front of this and go right behind that girl there and tell her to do the same. And I was told, no, if you do that, I'm going to get the, and I quote, police who are right over there. And the police are going to arrest you. And I said, well, actually, that's not how it works. You have to have some sort of actionable offense and you really don't have the ability to enforce that. But that's beside the point. So I had to basically jump a little barrier move it, literally pick it up and move it out of the way and tell those girls, girls, you go over there, I'm going over here, and stand there and do their job for them. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you people are effing idiots. This is yeah. ridiculous. So when Squirm started, there was still a 10-minute line outside. Oh, yeah. So yeah. thank goodness it, it, it happens more than you. It happens more than you believe. The other yeah, thing it that's ha- it. It happened, other- it happened in, uh, in, in South Carolina, too. Oh, it, it was it just ha- as bad. Happens a lot of places. The other thing I would say is the other problem we have is this fan base is very well informed, and the the problem with a really well informed fan base is is even though the ticket says eight p.m. on it, everybody kind of knows the band goes on at eight thirty, and we all have the bright idea like, oh, I'm gonna I don't have to go in at eight because I know the band's going on at eight thirty, and then we all rush the gates right before you know right before eight thirty. And we're all there at the exact same time, and we create these long lines. So we have the problem of a too well-informed fan base because if everyone wasn't informed, hopefully more people would get in there according to the ticket time and not according to when we all know the band's actually going to hit the stage. Yeah, well, it was a complete cluster F. And So let's get to the last five, and then we can wrap the segment. Yes, absolutely. Um, one, two, three, four, five. Make sure we're starting from the same song. Yes. Best of What's Around, which is always a great song to hear live. Always want to hear that into a a very, very good typical situation, a very solid typical with a great performance um, by Boyd. And, of course, the horn section that Matt loves so much Um, into Ants. And that had that same um, Joe M's hoedown, as we like to call it. Mm -hmm. Joe Down. Yes, the Joe Down. The Joe Down was (laughs) outstanding. It really it really was good. It was somewhere around um, the two and a half to three minute mark depending on when you want to actually say when it started. Mm-hmm. Um, there's actually a clip of it up on um, on our Twitter. So check that out. And then the encore, which I said to the wife, she said, um, you know, are we going to walk out there in two-step? And I said, no, we're not going to walk out there in two-step because they're going to play Halloween afterwards. And I'm not missing that because there's no doubt in my mind they're going to play Halloween. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what they did, two-step in the Halloween. But the only two songs, not a three-song encore, only a two, but still – a great performance, and that's really one of the better Halloweens I've seen. Um, it's at least as good as the one that the three of us saw in Charlottesville in 2010, which I consider to be the, the, the best one that I've seen. That's pretty high praise. I mean, the overall show flow, 52%, and had a vote, uh, average vote of 4.56. So pretty high up there. Not not necessarily reaching for the top, but uh, up there. I guess if I could summarize, you know, all, we talked about, I think, 12 shows here. If you guys had to say what is the best of this 12, 12 run, what, who do you think is the best? What show takes the cake? I, I still think it's SPAC night two. Uh, I would agree. Yeah, I, I I do. I think that uh, I just think that's a really solid show. It's it's hard to pass 
a last stop, two step, and Halloween in the same show. Yep. Yep. And it's still not even one of the better better specs either, which says a, says a lot. But yep. um, oh yeah, no, definitely not. So the, the band is now off for nearly a month, and they are on to the West Coast where they'll wrap up with four shows in California and finally the three shows at the Gorge in George Washington. So um, I'm going to be able to see Joe there. Jake was uh, maybe, but it looks like that might be the bridge too far for the Snake Man. Yes. Un- unfortunately, yes, I will not be able to attend. It is unfortunate. Oh, that's the, first unfortunate. That, that's the first that I got the official no. That's sad. Yeah, yeah, the, the flux capacitor went out on the... On the old uh, thingy, so we got to get that fixed. Yeah, that was in the that. second half of our conversation, Joe, the one that wasn't recorded, so you missed that. <laughs> oh, oh zing. <laughs> to that end, we just tripped over the one-hour mark on this segment. Um, we're going to take a really short break. We're going to come back. We're going to fly through the Setless game. Uh, we're going to fly through some questions and hopefully get you guys out of here before Wednesday. So hang tight with us. We will be right back.
Hey, Pirate! Ooh, all right. Hey, welcome back, Joe. Thank you for that intro. Uh, we are uh, just—we were just saying Joe is screaming. Uh, we are over 500 live viewers on Periscope. It's somewhat of a milestone. Um, usually, we'll get maybe a couple hundred, which is still an outstanding number, and then it'll kind of peak off and, and trickle down as the show's gone on. We're now over like nearly two hours in the show, and we are still growing, um, which is awesome. Which is really cool. Any advertisers out there? We we get five hundred plus live listeners. We get thousands of of post recording podcast listeners. Show us beer. Show us money. And we look will at Matt throwing out a lure there. You're fishing there you for go. something. Huh? Good job. We will, Good job we, will, you. we will. We will. We will <laughs> sling your product. Uh, we want to and, thank. And speaking of uh, speaking yeah. of swinging your products, yes, thanks again to our good friends with Samuel Adams Beer. Who provided the beer for this podcast? Mm-hmm. And uh, thank you for the Periscopers, obviously. To that to that end, and the people who uh, put out and, and share and, and participate and, and ask questions. Uh, yes, and those who um those who tweet at the shows for us, Jake wanted me to say thank you, and for sure, people who keep the pulse on the community and keep everybody in the loop of what's going on, what it's like to be at the show every single night in and out. Thank you very much to y'all for uh, for tweeting as well. And the from the Tampa and West Palm shows, um, if you enjoyed those videos uh, that we kept popping out and all the information, that was not only me, but that was also a frequent contributor to the podcast with his questions. That was Bruce W. Uh, doing some tweeting for us. So thanks to uh, Bruce for getting some great videos out and getting some great information out. We really appreciate Everything that everybody's done. B Rad's one of our great ones. Dizzy's great also that helps us out doing some some tweets from the show. So thank you again, everyone. So now we will move on to and we're gonna do it live, Bill Riley Bill O'Reilly style. We're gonna do, do it live uh, set this game coverage. Joe, you've got a rapid fire style going on here. I have not made the Sports Center bumper yet. I will. But um <laughs> imagine that goes in right here and then you just kick it off and run. No, oh, we can't do that one. It'd be a different one. Um well, yeah, let's do it. Um, we've got a couple so- couple shows to recap on, and let's just just highlight some of the winners. And we'll start with New Hampshire. Night one had twenty songs played, had an average score of twenty two point oh four, a little high. And the winner of that goes to <laughs> there we go, um, Phonix four four four. No, no, no. You're you're seriously said that's that seriously how you said that. Phonix. Phonix. What do you say? You ever been to Arizona? That's not how you spell Phoenix. Yes, it is. It's <laughs> being so serious too. I love it. I'm gonna pee myself. <laughs> you really don't th- you, how, do you, how do you spell had Phoenix? Fi- had how do you spell I Phoenix? I think it's I think it's Pahonix. Pahonix. Joe, how do you spell Phoenix? Phoenix uh, is P H E N I X. Look it up. It's in Al- look it up. It's in Alabama. That's the, that's Phoenix City. That's the wrong one. That's what he, that's the one we're talking about. Oh God! Um, he won with he or she won with fifty six points. Included ten songs picked. Seven uh, seven of them were spotted. Got the opener and the closer, which is great. Um, only four people were able to actually do that. Get the opener and spot the closer. Hey, Jake, did you know that Joe spells penis P O E N I S? Pondona. That's not bad. We had 25 people pick when the world ends as the opener, so pretty light on that. Nobody thought they were going to play socks to start, Jake. And um, I don't blame them. Yeah, 106 people picked Tripping Billies, so that was um, fairly, fairly. Excuse me, 149 people picked Tripping Billies, so it's pretty, pretty well picked. Um, Rare song of the night was Oh, 
Um, yeah. Oh, um, 26 people picked that it was going to come. 18 actually of the 26 spotted it. So nice job uh, on all those that spotted it. Um, other call outs. Um, Television TD, who is a plus member. Yes, plus. Um, was That's the best to... I could do. You're going to have to do the next one, Matt. <laughs> was able to uh, spot You Might Die Trying in the, in the, before the end of the set. So nice job on that one. That just took us to night two of New Hampshire, which only had 19 songs played. One last had an average score of 21, also a one point off there. I think the 19 songs threw people off. The winner with that one with 39 points is 41 number 40. And, Jake, that's 41 spelled out and then hashtag four zero the number so it's 41 hashtag 40 you got it 40 is not even spelled right so of course you pronounce it right <laughs> um got the 39 points via four spots no opener and closer um so that's pretty surprising and actually overpicked a song too a lot of people overpicked on this with the 19 songs which um made it pretty difficult i'm sorry i can't i'm i'm sorry i can't get over this phoenix phoenix I had a tweet about it too, by the way. I put it up there. Joe M just pronounced Phoenix 444 as Phoenix 444. Hashtag seriously. Hashtag Joe mistake. Hashtag Ant's podcast. <laughs> it's up there. I can't believe it. Um, special shout out to um, one of the few people <laughs> to that Webster's. was able to, to, spot, <laughs> to spot dance marching was Boa36, who's a plus member. Plus. <laughs> Ding. <laughs> um, was one of the one of the eight people that were able to, excuse me, ten people that were able to spot ants marching. One hundred and seven people called that ants marching was going to get played correctly um, as the closer. So nice job. No one got the closer of say goodbye. Nobody, zero people got say goodbye, um, which is surprising. The funny song, or excuse me, funny song. The rare song of the night, which I just alluded to, was funny the way it is. Uh, Fifty-two people called it. Four people spotted it. One of which, wow. Chad Dizzy, one is a plus member. Plus. Um, with his crazy sets that he likes to tweet out uh, and the stuff he has. Other notables is DJC DMB was the only person to spot Mercy. Nobody else was able to do that. And Is that a good thing or a bad thing? Uh, <laughs> hey, it's good for this game. You get the points. And he pulled himself away because nobody else was able to do it. Actually, only 49 people picked um, Mercy to get played. It was the um, one of the under underpicked songs like Say Goodbye. But the one that is really surprised – Two people called that DMB was going to play an old DMB song slash a cover, in which in this case it was the need a, I Need a Word that uh, Dave played and teased. Two people got that. Bon Bon 19 was able – was the one person. And the second person was Flip 27, who was a plus member. Plus. It, what, the tone of the pluses is sinking. It used to be plus, and now we're down into the plus. Well, some of us just can't hit the high notes like we used to. <laughs> You talking about Dave? Oh, jeez. It's a tough crowd. <laughs> tough crowd, tough crowd. Um, that takes us to SPAC Spock. night one. Spock, as Matt likes to call it. Um, and that had 22 songs played, a little bit higher. Average score only 17.85. Ooh, Coming that's down. low. Well, low. The winner with 38 points was Mark K., was able to do it with nine songs picked, three spotted, and was able to get the opener and closer, but not spot the closer. Um, great job, Mark. Pulls out the lead with, with two extra two points above the second place Crazy. winner. Um, 
Nice job. Uh, the the one with the most uh, spots went to DM Band forty forty one. No one was able to get the spot, the closer, and get the opener. But we did have two people get the opener and closer. That was Mark K, as I mentioned, and Sugar Will won. Those are the two people that were able to get so right and tripping Billy's as the um, as the opener and closer. Only nine people actually uh, were able to get so right, which is pretty darn low. I don't think so right. It's that rare that only nine people should be getting that. But maybe they expected more for spec. Would you say that that is so wrong? That is so wrong. That's way, way wrong. See what I did there? I'm, I'm so sorry. Wait, wait. Joe, you, you, what's what's that city in Arizona? How do you pronounce that again? I'm announcing. I'm talking about the city in Alabama, Phoenix City. Wow. <laughs> you ever been to Phoenix City? I've been to Phoenix City. It's uh, right across I, the border from Columbus. I actually enjoy Phoenix City. That's why it's top of mind. I, I've been to hell, and it's Joe's English class. <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> That takes us to uh, the Spack rare song. Oh, oh no, sorry. yeah, yeah. Rare song of Spack Night One was Raven. Fifteen people thought that Raven was going to come. So nice job, fifteen. Only two people were able to actually spot it. Green Mind Seven and DMB Crayham were able to uh, to actually spot the song. Other spots, um, NGO Oh Nine Nine One was able to spot Product Monkey, uh, which is our favorite song, and Lucy Bella's was able to spot One Sweet World, and Trippin' Billy was the only person to spot too much. So nice job to you guys for being the, the only ones to pull that off. Which takes us to Night 2 SPAC, which had 21 songs, average score of 21.24, a little bit higher. The winner with 52 points, DMB Lover 74, um, was able to pull out the win with by 8 points, got it with 12 pick songs, 6 of them spotted, and was able to spot the closer as one of them. That really brought out the points. So nice job. Um, most songs picked. It was a three-way tie with fourteen, but Crush Live was a, was one of those frequent podcast contributor. Ah, be yes, right. yep. And um, well, three people were able to pick the opener and spot the closer. Nice job to O'Grace's forty-one. You seek up emotion and Magnum Dan were those that were able to get it. Thirty-nine people spotted Halloween. One hundred ninety-seven people actually picked it, and thirty-five wow. people picked Pig. Rare rare song of the night was Rhyme and Reason. 29 people were able to pick remedies. Three were able to spot it. Jmitch831, The Two-Stepping Pig, and Augs23. Nice job, guys, for pulling that off. Um, let's see here. That takes us to the next show, which was Toronto, our favorite, Canada. Okay. Okay. Um, Jake, I wish you could do this in a, in a Canadian accent, but we'll, we'll spare everybody. The, the, the number of songs, 21 songs, average score, 26.95. Matt, you called that, didn't you, when we were talking about the show? 26.95. a T. The winner, 60 points. We broke the six, oh. 60 barrier. 60 points. K-Mary No 24. way. No way. Um, able to get seven so- songs spotted and picked the opener and closer, including spotting the closer, which is pretty crazy. 60 points. Um, only one other person was able to get the opener and spot the closer. That was Robert Robert St. Ledger. Um, I'm going to go with. And uh, nice job to Robert. <laughs> so <laughs> who, knows, who knows what the name really says? <laughs> who knows but, what By it the really way, is. the winner of this one does not actually get an, a, um, the bracelet that we usually send out. They're actually going to get a pound of back bacon. Speaking, this is probably the wrong time to bring this up. But speaking about misspeaking names, do you guys remember the uh, the guy that tweets at us a lot, um, Sheppy? Yeah, yes, Sheppy. I met him. I met him uh, on tour. He changed his actual username to the fed. That's not how you spell the name. He changed it to the phonetic spelling so that I will say the <laughs> we would say the name right. Um, 
that's not actually how his name is spelled. He actually ha- had to change his Twitter name so we could pronounce it right. We're going to call it so, not phonetics. So we could most, pronounce it right or you could pronounce it's it It's known right. as Jonetics, not phonetics. Hashtag Jonetics. 22, only 22 people, excuse me, only 12 people were able to pick Rapunzel as the closer. That seems really, really short. Um, only 12 people, one of which Take was... Take off, eh? Yeah, Soccer1611, uh, who's a Plus member. Plus? Yeah, I was going to say, kick, your, kick, kick yourself in the nuts, and, and then you'll, you'll, get, you'll get it down. Um, was, it was one of those. Sister was the rare song. Hey, Matt, shout out to you. Yay. Um, 88 people were able to get it. Uh, 55 people spotted it. Wow. <laughs> 55 people spot the rare song of the show. Like, no way, eh? No way, eh? This has got to be up there for the top top show. Um, so, yeah, that's a little rough. Um a. Samuel was the only person to spot You Might Die Trying. And Silver Bullet 24 was the only person to spot So Much to Say. So nice job, guys. Um, that, was a, that was a rough show. Comparative to the show after that, Detroit, 19 songs were played. An average score went from to- Toronto, which had 26.95, drops to 16.45. Massive, massive. 10-point drop-off in average that's, score. That's crazy. That's crazy. Like um, a river bends. <laughs> the winner uh, with 41 points was Barrett underscore 23 had the opener and closer picked and th- spotted three songs not a lot of spots that's kind of low on the spots but got the job done only four people picked the opener and closer correctly the opener being One Sweet World which 14 got and Ants Marching 53 people not a lot of people picked Ants to uh, mm-hmm. close Rare song was Raven, and one person was able to spot Raven nine people picked it one person spotted it and that's Jeff's goatee Yes, Jeff's goatee. He got coffee. <laughs> wow. A um, lot, of, lot, of, um, lot of single people spotting things. Cubby's Fan 05 was able to spot YAM by himself. DMB Crew 311 was able to spot Roof Tape by himself. Roof um, where? Rooftop. Not roof tip. Roof tip. <laughs> oh, you know what just reminded me is wasn't there a really good Joe Flub in the Unheard podcast that we rec- recorded? There was. I was trying to remember what it was because it was something like that. Because if you think that we already did this uh, you wanna, part, you want to know what it is? You want to know you, what it is? Yes. I'm only going to tell you the name of the song, Samurai Cup. Oh, you're right. You are. Was correct. it Cup? Did he say Cup? <laughs> No, he did not say cup. Just keep going. Why don't you mention that? Oh, no. No. <laughs> yes. Come yes. on, man. Samurai cop. Um, yes, but um, that takes us to Deer Creek. Deer Creek, 19 songs, average of 19.27. The winner with 47 points, Del Warehouse, 418, was able to pull it off with three spots and picking the opener and closer. Pretty good job. Only three people were able to actually get the opener and closer other than Del Warehouse, um, Gray Street Ave, and DMB9 Howell, who is a Plus member. Plus. <laughs> that was the worst one yet. I knew it was coming. I still screwed it up. <laughs> um, uh, only five people were able to actually pick what would you say is the opener, um, which was DNB Nine Howl, and then ST Lay Five, who's also a Plus member. Plus. <laughs> um, the where uh, the um, the rare song of the night was your favorite. Where are you going? Uh, to the Yes, four people were only the ones that were able to actually call that song game played. Nobody spotted it, so rough call um, on that one. It's another Would, another tweet from Ants, DMB song, Roof Tip, hashtag Joe Mistakes. <laughs> I don't think I said Roof Tip. Um, hey, I'm flying well, through these, all right? The beauty of re- that's the beauty of a recording that actually works, Joe. We'll be able to hear this time. <laughs> <laughs> 
And by the way, eight, almost 800 people uh, heard you say it live, too. So oh, you're, you're Thank sunk. you, Periscopers. Thank you, Periscopers. We're running in down now to the final run here, which is, starts with South Carolina. 20 songs played, 22.21 as the average score. Not um, bad. The, yeah, not bad. A little bit high. Um, 45 points took the win here, which was WRHS Lax 1996. Warehouse Lax? Well, how would you, would you, what do you think about that? Lacrosse, maybe? Warehouse LAX? Yeah, I don't know. Warehouse, yeah, or um, the Los Angeles Airport? I don't know. Um, got it with four, four spots and uh, picked, was able to get the closer and not spot it. Um, that got the job done. Actually, nobody was able to get the opener and closer, so a little bit difficult. Actually, the reason for that was Minarets was the opener. Only two people picked Minarets to be the opener. Wow. That's, it's down there with Say Goodbye as, as long as people picking. Um, 68 people got all on Watch Tower, 40 of which spotted it. The rare song of the show, Every Day, nobody spotted it, but 25 people did pick it to get played. So nice job. And um, only person to spot Roof Tip was Sinclair <laughs> Will. Um, was the only person to be able oh. to uh, spot that. So shout out to Sinclair Will. Did anybody get Samurai Cop? Uh, Samurai Cop, um, a few people... Did they? Yes. Uh, 277 people were able to get Samurai Cop. Um, 38 actually spotted it. So cop. thanks. Cop. Um, which takes us to Tampa. We're in the Florida run. Hey. 20 songs were played, an average of 17.42. So a drop off there, big time. Um, we had a three way tie for the win. Wow. It's been a while since we've had that. And they all did it the exact same scoring yeah, method. Yeah, I don't have to send out a bracelet. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that means you get nothing. That sucks. Yeah, I feel bad for them. Um, hey, this is a question. If you win more than once, do you get only one bracelet? Yep. Yes. Okay. Well, maybe somebody if somebody wins a lot, they, then they can donate a bracelet. I don't think we have a lot of repeat winners on individual we shows, we actually which don't. is really cool. Yeah, it's always kind of up, to, up, for, the, up for the game. People um, they, really win on Ants Marching. <laughs> they all um, got it with three spots and picking the closer, which got them 38 points. And that goes to Brew Crew 15, Sugar Will 1, and Nick GOU 32. Nice job, guys, for taking the win on that one. Um, reason for that is nobody picked Lionar Graves as the opener. Zero. And, and rightfully so. Yeah, no surprise there. Not your, not your high end, not your high odd pick. 32 people only got Rapunzel, so you can see why this. The rare song of the night was Black and Blue Bird. How many people do you think got that one? Zero. Zero. Well, you'd be right. Zero got that. Nobody saw that coming. Rough one. Uh, Gina Buffalo is the only person in the spot crash into me. Nice job. And Moneyball41, who's a plus member, plus. Um, was the only person in the spot digging a ditch. So nice job, Moneyball41. 900. To the, thank you, Periscopers. Wow. Uh, to the to the to the West Palm final p- part, uh, two shows, the twenty songs played for night one in West Palm. Average score was twenty point five. The winner was Boris Fowler with forty eight points. Oh yes, I saw him do uh, the tweet thanking us for announcing his win. So yes, he tweets at us quite often. Boris, nice job, forty eight points. Got it with six spots and was able to pick the opener, which is great. Um, only one person was able to actually, actually pick the opener and closer of When the World Ends. Socks. And um, <laughs> <laughs> you, might, you might die trying. Um, and that was Bare Feet 222. 
was able to get that. Only ended up 30 points. Um, Bare feet got the socks. I see what you did there. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean to put that together. That's pretty good. Um, you might die trying. Only nine people actually picked You Might Die Trying, which is surprising because that was a, a little bit higher pick song a while ago, um, but it has dropped off. So not too bad. Uh, Jim, y- Jim Wynn, W-Y-N, was the only person to actually pick stay or spot stay for that matter. So nice job, Jim. Which takes us to our final show, Night 2 West Palm. 19 songs were played, an average score that has to be one of the lower ones, 16.33, very far off, um, maybe the typical high scores. The winner with 40 points, DMB Kristen. Nice job, DMB Kristen. Four spots picked. Got was able to actually spot the closer. So nice job, DMB Kristen. Um, Five people were able to pick the opener and closer of Squirm. It's the red guitar and Halloween. Um, Jake was not one of them uh, that to be able to do that. I picked uh, them both to open and close both of them. Yes, I just don't play because it would be unfair because my ability to see into the future is just. What do you think the rare song for night two was? Um, I believe it would be uh, Quo Vetus or Where Are You Going? Mm, good guess, but it was actually two step. Oh wow! And played less than uh, where are you going? Look at that, gee whiz, that never happens. Yeah, and um, 118 people picked that two step was going to be be played. So nice job. Four people were able to actually spot it. Saxman 210, M Dabs, and BGR Paint, and Burger Fi. Nice job, guys. As being the ones that one person spotted cornbread, play cornbread. That's okay. Already eight. DMB 1983. <laughs> uh, it's the joke and the punchline, folks. <laughs> was the only person to able to pull that off. So that was the fastest rundown of, of Setlist Games. Matt, can you tell us where we stand in the top All right. ten? All right. Top ten here. This is really Jake, cool. Jake, I appreciate the collapse on that. There we feel better. Number one and number two are both plus members. Heartbreak Heartbreak Kid Tony B at number one plus, plus. Plus. And 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 Tony B, his average is a little down since the last time I recapped. He was at a flat 30 points a show. He's now at 29.15. Um, still leads with picks for um, 452, gross number of picks. And he's second in spotting with 63. He's second to our number two place guy, Crash1983, also a plus member. Plus! He's got one more spot at 64, but 36 less picks at 416, averaging 28.3 points a show. Now, Crash and, is only... Matt. Real quick, those two met, correct? Yes. In, at SPAC. SPAC, right. Right. So that was like like Jordan and, and, and Larry Bird or Magic Johnson kind of like getting a picture together. Crash is, they might be cahooting to really cool uh, away from Crash is only 32 points back. Now, I think he was that or a little bit more you know, eight or 10 shows ago. So Tony B had a, had a stretch where he just was leaping up the ladder. And I think you start to get into the point now where Crash is going to have to make some some ballsy calls yes. to the group. Right? You know, we got what seven shows left. Um, going to have to start picking something that Heartbreak Tony's not not going to pick, and hope that you get him to. Right. And to I catch think up. I think the chance to make up points is the Gorge because I think that's going to be the, the the most likely venue to surprise at. This and is going to be tight to the wire. It is. It is. So it's it's good to see these two battling it out at the top of the table. J Money DMB is is thirty back from crash at eleven oh four. He's he's not far off either. So I mean, I would say it you could take that number two can... if crash crash puts himself out there and isn't you know to try to pass Tony. Um, you know, Jay Money might actually end up passing him. So right, he's got right. a little pressure from behind. Right. By the way, we just passed a thousand Crazy. live viewers on Periscope currently right now. 
it all it says is one k. It yeah. only says one k on the web version where I read the questions. It's a thousand and seven right now. I love it and growing. But thank, <laughs> thank you, you again. It's so cool. Uh, so number four, we got Fonzie five eight 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 at ten ninety three. We've got LAA thirteen oh five at ten seventy four in the five hole six spot. DMB fan one hundred. These are all pretty familiar names. Here's a familiar name in the seven hole. <laughs> Foenix444. There he is. At 1056. Thank you for showing up, Foenix. From- actually, um, from- I just got a word from this. It's actually correct. Yes, it is Pahonix. Right. From Arizona. From Arizona. Arizona. Number eight is uh, <laughs> Two Defy at 1046. Two, and Two Defy is able to get eighth place with one less show of everybody else. So shout out to That's a really good point. His average is actually, his average would put him in the sixth spot, not the eighth spot, if we're ranking yep. based on points per show, PPS. Then yep. the nine hole is Scobes 144 at 1046. He's tied with Two Defy, but with one more show played. And rounding out the top 10 is Maggard 103 with 1027 for a nice healthy 25.68 points per show average t wigs has dropped out of the top 10 wigs t wigs has dropped out but uh, let me let me let me see real quick here let me go to full standings here see t wigs t wigs twi is in the 27th spot right now t wigs has dropped this is how it can hey it can happen it could happen but he could jump right back up he could be back in here he could he could he needs a couple of good shows and right back into the top 10 so yeah, so we were talking before we started the segment, and we were going to, and we were you you were promised that we would get to use listener questions, but we're to the point now where we think with the break that the band is on, maybe we just kind of collect all things in a nice doughy ball and hit it hard next week with a lot of questions. You folks, uh, are you down with that, Jake? Joe, you down with that idea? Just I'm call down Jake. With that. Just call Jake a doughy ball. Doughboy. <laughs> oh, a dough from, boy. Sar- from Saratoga. There you go. I, d- I definitely ate three doughboys when I was at uh, Saratoga. It, it, it show boys. <laughs> I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Sorry, Joe. I expect that gut to be gone by the time you're out here in, in a month's time. Uh, we'll fill it with beer. Hashtag Joe M workout. <laughs> yeah. Hashtag what workout? <laughs> <laughs> Just running, running uh, around spec. You know, spec. You get you get quite a bit of. I mean, spec a gorge. You get quite a bit of a walking in the we gorge. Jo- Joe M's exercise series. Oh God. Jesus. Nobody wants. Nobody wants to see that. That's true. But yes, questions. What do you guys think? Questions next time. I'm down for that. We'll make a, a since the band won't be playing a, 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 a in depth question. We'll get take some tough ones, uh, really break them down, as opposed to having to skip over them real fast and give them short answers. Give them some some needed time. Yeah, I think I think Jake has to be somewhere tonight too. Um, it, we're probably pushing two hours for this episode, all things considered. Yeah, um, and then next week also uh, when we do those questions, which we'll get uh, using the hashtag. Uh, Ant's podcast when you send them in on Twitter, but also if you tune in live, like one of the 1,000 people that are watching right this very second, we are going to do our darndest to answer as many live questions mm-hmm. from the Periscopers as humanly possible. Um, so keep that in mind. Is it possible, Joe, that the ping pong ball machine might be working next week? <laughs> well, uh, maybe, maybe. We'll see if we can pull that out of the closet. We'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Well, we're nearly 1,100 viewers. I almost hate to hate to hang up here, but it's got to end sometime. Thank you guys for joining. Wow, much much love. Wow, this is this is really cool. Yeah, um, I don't know. Hopefully next week we can do this all again and have have you as many viewers. Subscribe to us on Ants Marching via Twitter, and we, you will you'll get the next uh, notice. So when, or on Periscope, follow yep. us on Periscope, and you'll get the next notice next time we go live, and we'll be answering your questions. And that's 1,100. We just hit. Love it. 
Awesome. Thanks, everybody, for hanging out. Thanks for listening to the AntsMarching.org podcast. Stick with us next week and uh, find us on Periscope. Find us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, even Snapchat. Right, Joe? We are on there, too. All right. Have a great night, everyone. Thanks for listening. Free dodo. Thanks for listening to the AntsMarching.org podcast. Visit AntsMarching.org and be part of the largest DMB community on the Internet. Show downloads, tour central, personal show stats and set list game, and so much more. AntsMarching.org, the best stop for all things DMB. Oh,